All right, let me know when you're ready and we can start this shindig. I'm ready, bro. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wilson. And today we got a special guest in the building. He is another, another, and another one. I like to say that because this guy is from South Florida and is another local artist around here who's trying to kill up the scene, man. And he's killing it one scene at a time. Say hello to our guest, which is like, ironically, a very funny name. Gringo, let's go. What's up? What's up? Go, let's go, man. First things first, man. How are you, man? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Just killing this game, man. Too many interviews. Gotta set it up, man. Just one day at a time, man. One day at a time, man. It's a grind. Yeah, it's a real grind. We can't stop this, man. You got to show that consistency. So I'm really excited, man. I'm just here to talk to you. And for, before we get started, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, what you do and a little bit about your bio. See how old this shindig really started, man. Yeah, dude. So my name's Gringo. My, my real name's Chris. So born in, I was not born in Florida, born in Connecticut, but mm. raised down here in South Florida when I moved down here when I was three years old. And music's always been a passion of mine. I really started DJing and getting involved as music as a hobby when I was like 16 years old. I'm 27 now. So it's been, you know, 11 years of really understanding, you know, the DJ aspect and kind of mixing music and trying to find my vibe and all of that. But it wasn't until kind of a little bit before Rona happened or coronavirus that, you know, I, I, I wanted to start really producing. And, you know, I was pushed by my friends to more say, you know, if I want to make DJing something, because music is a, a passion of mine, it's something that I love to do. Right, um, right. And at the end of the day, you know, I definitely wanted to start making my own music. And, you know, for the past really a little bit more two years, kind of two and a half years, just been trying to find my sound. And I feel like this next year, 2022 is where I'm like, I think I might have it. So I got a lot of you know singles prepared now, and you know really it's just been you know doing shows you know whether uh, you know they were underground or you know for artists that you know were playing at EDC or anything like that. Mm. It's kind of been you know a little crazy now. It's been a little crazy. I bet, man. So that's a very interesting thing that you just mentioned. You said that you've been DJing since you were sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a little little controller, and I was doing it on a virtual DJ on my. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah. God damn. You just took me back to when, when I was that age as well. But Oh, yeah. I was getting all the music off like Frostbite, bro. Like, <laughs> Jeez, bro. All right. Give me a flashback. Why don't you? Holy shit, bro. Well, that's very funny because um, that's a very similar story to where I am. You know, I actually started all this because I started DJing by the time I was 16 as well. So. It's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, I mean, I started off Um, uh, my peak interest started hitting when it was like around 14. And when I got my driver's license at the time, it was 16. That's where I started like, hey, for Christmas and birthday, Um, my birthday is at November and Christmas, you know, it was right there. So yep. I just basically tell my parents like, hey, I don't want anything for my birthday and Christmas. The only thing I want at the end of the year is. I want a DJ console and I want a DJ setup with speakers and amplifiers and whatnot. And then that got me started. And then from there on, I'd be doing like, well, like what do you guys call it over here? Because in Puerto Rico, we call it party de marquesina. That's like, um, like block parties, some shit like that, some shit like that. Like, but it's it normally is in the, in the house, you know, it's so like, I guess house parties, you can actually yeah. call yeah. it. 
And then I worked my way up to do from house parties to private events to weddings, after parties, birthday parties, you name it. And then I climbed myself up all the way to to club scenes and then to to festivals and to where I am right now, which is yeah. I'm not DJing at all. Ironically, ironically, you know, I would love to DJ. I would love to come back to DJ, but it, like the scene is kind of like it's a little tough right now. It's like, honestly, the way that I see it is like you're either doing house or you're doing dubstep. Like those are like the two scenes right now. And at least down here in Miami, that right. I'm seeing. See, the, I don't have a problem with either or because I I grew up with um, doing open format, you know. So that was that was my thing. It wasn't until yeah. I I guess like a year before I moved in here in Miami, which is like I moved here like almost seven years seven years ago. Uh, it was only until yeah. I got here that I started my curiosity on producing music because back then at home they told me it's like, well, you want to play in the EDCs and you want to play in the the ultras and other shit yeah. that, you know, you got to make music. And I'm like, Fuck. that's where it becomes hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the reason why is because I'm not a musician. I never touched an instrument in my life. The only instrument is only the turntables, you know, yeah. that's the only thing I've ever done. So for them to tell me, it's like, yeah, you got to do that. That's how you send that. I'm like, ah, uh, yep. okay, cool. So I went to audio school here in Miami and then I managed to release a couple of songs and did some collabs and whatnot and then I am where I am right now you know still grinding still grinding but it's it, it, it's it's just hard you know especially if you don't have a musical background in a sense like you versus other people who are talented or more talented than you that they do actually understand music theory and the notes yeah. and the whole shebang man like you're more the technical side so it's kind of hard to to be at that level and that competitive level. It's not, I'm not saying that it's impossible. It's just, yeah. it's harder and it's a lot of work, a lot of effort to do it. Now, have you ever felt like that, you know, when you started making your music? Definitely, dude. So really, like I look at a lot of producers and, you know, especially during Rona, all the live streams that a lot of people were doing, like, right. you know, nitty gritty, you have Dead Mouse, you know, you have, uh, you know, a bunch of people that are just sitting there just putting it on Twitch and it's insane what some of these people create. And I feel like as a producer, you almost have more of an appreciation when you hear, you know, someone else doing something that, you know, could make me feel like, wow, like I didn't think about it that way. Like I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in, in you know, implementing that any of my songs, but, you know, I feel like it pushes the whole, you know, community forward when, you know, people kind of share knowledge and share ideas and everything, you know, like I understand, you know, when people are looking at it, that, you know, your streams, you know, make your money and everything. But if the whole community grows together in a positive light, then, you know, I feel like much more could happen. You know, we're, we're as a unit, you know, you can make a lot right. more happen than by yourself. So, yeah. And when I actually prompted you to become a producer, like besides me, I'm, I'm, you said that it was just, you know, in order for you to be a DJ, but there, there had to be something for you to say, like, shit, I don't know where to start, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's fuck it. Like what actually prompted you to, to do that? Yeah, dude. So it was really just, there's always like a certain sound, like certain vibe that I would always go for. Mm. And, you know, really my favorite artist is Kanye West. So, and Kanye started producing before, you know, he started rapping or started doing anything. And yeah. I have a lot more respect for artists that produce their own music, you know, and also, you know, are, you know, that's the lyrics, they do the production, they do this, you know, yes. they have Mike Dean on it and they have other people too. And that matters. But at the end of the day, like you have people that are just creating everything, you know, J. Cole, Nav, you know, a bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. 
So I looked at that and I said, you know, that inspires me. And really, I, I heard something when I was, I think I was like 19 years old. They were like, you got to have three hobbies in your life. Like, obviously, I have, I have a career on top of music. Music isn't my full-time thing. I do music. So I love doing music. But you always got to have, you know, something, a hobby to make you extra money on the side. You got to have a hobby to keep you healthy physically or mentally. And you got to have a hobby to make you creative. And music is my creative hobby. You know, that's why I look at producing as, you know, it's just something to really let my emotions out. You know, a lot of people express their emotions and, you know, writing or painting or whatever, like my painting is, is making a song. So, it, it, and you know, it's like, I'm not signed to a record label or anything like that. It's more of like, this is something I want to do. And when I release something, it's because I want to release it. It's not, you know, and, and that to me is like, this is something that I want to leave to the world. You know, you have a few people that, you know, you could think of like, you know, Steve Jobs or, you know, other people out there that are, you know, they're dead and, you know, years, hundred years from now, they're going to be talking about that. And music is one of those platforms that you can release something and, you know, years and years down the line, you know, long after anything happens or long after you're gone or anything, you know, people can still be talking about you and leaving an impact. That's very interesting, man. For me to hear that because um man the more we're starting to talk to each other the more similar we really are together man like i one wholeheartedly agree with you when the whole free hobbies aspect you know because that's how i that's how i roll right now that's mm -hmm. how i roll i do have a full-time job it's my career job as well i never want to do like it's funny because it's my career right. job is um okay I actually worked as a nine to five, but it's actually I'm doing my career, which is coincidentally audio engineering. I'm a audio visual technician for for the. They do whole they do concerts and conference and meetings all the time and they need somebody, <coughs> and, you know, and I love it. I yeah, that's my that's my passion, because I always say, like, I just want to do audio stuff, man. That I love working with audio. And then that came about. But I have that, you know, something that allows me to pay the bills, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, you can definitely go do music. But if it ain't paying your bills, yep. what are you doing, man? I'm trying to do a lot more shit than just pay the bills also. So it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, music, uh, music can be a source of income, you know, and it, it, it just yeah. at this point in my time in my career, it's it's not. So I'm not going to, you know, I put my passion into it. I put everything I have. Right. I you know, my girlfriend will hear the same freaking loop for, you know, 30 minutes and she'll be like, I'm going fucking crazy. And I'm sitting there like, no, sounds a little different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a little mixing on it, you know? And like, but at the end of the day, like, it, it's just a way for me to express myself and, you know, everything that I put out, I like to have, you know, some sort of aspect. I like that, you know, at some point, you know, with really like mental health and everything, cause like, mm. I have anxiety, but it, it's just a way that, you know, I can express myself to the world without speaking. That's very good, man. And it's always good to talk about these sort of things, man, because not many I mean, people like talk about it. Like, I feel like sometimes men or, or I, I more emphasize focus more on men because sometimes men have that, you know, pride ego that they don't want to talk shit and they just like build it through. But sometimes men and producers are like, sometimes they keep bot bottle things up within themselves that they don't talk about it. And you're, and you're just trying to, you know, Try to talk to some of these people and say, hey, man, you're good. You're good because you need to keep your sanity in check most of the time. You know, yeah, you can't like, I'm me, bro. like at the end of the day, like when I, you know, I want to give everyone like the full version of myself. Like, right. 
you know, you can't have certain pockets of yourself or, you know, certain people. And then, you know, who are you at that point? Right. Of course, man. And when it, whenever it comes to that aspect is, is, is we circle back again with the hobbies, man, you do something that makes you happy at the, at the end of the day, you know, don't ever do something that doesn't make you happy or doesn't fulfill you or it doesn't give you like right. a dry fruit, you know, yeah. like, like music production itself. It's a good hobby to do, man. And if, it, if you do good and it becomes good, eventually good things will come around behind it, you know? And you're not doing it with, with the sense like, I want the fame, I want the money, I want... Nah. Like, nah, you're just doing it because it, it makes fun. you lie. It, it that was, that's, a full re that's one of the reasons why I almost like didn't want to do it. Because like, I don't, I don't want the fame. I don't want to like step out of my house and like walk down the street and like, you know, people be taking pictures of me and shit. Like... Right. Bro, like, you know, like I'm a person too. And at the end of the day, like, bro, like I don't know how some of these famous people like put up with it for that long. Like yeah. it's it's a lot, bro. It's, it's you know, a lot. It's day, a lot. you know, especially when, you know, I want a family eventually in my life and you know, to start involving like your kids with it and shit and like all that. And then it becomes, you know, it, it's just it's yeah. all for me, bro. I'm trying to plan, like I plan so far ahead. And yeah. like I, I also think of like, you know, I I do want to give myself there but i also want to keep a sense of like privacy for myself and like mm -hmm. there was a point in time when i was when i was like thinking i was like yo i think i'm gonna be gringo but i'm gonna wear like these margiela masks and i don't want anyone to know like what i look like and i was gonna have three colors three different margiela masks i don't know if you ever seen the ones that kanye wore for the yeezus tour where there's like that crazy mask that he was wearing yeah i remember um, i was gonna have like three separate ones for like three separate genres. So it's like, if I was performing, you know, someplace and I came outside with like a red mask on, I'm doing like dubstep. Or if I had a black mask on, I'm doing house or if I, you know, and like that was the vibe I was trying to give off. But eventually I just said, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to start showing my face and yeah, now we're here. <laughs> I agree, man. So, I agree. That's actually pretty cool, man. And my thoughts were exactly the same when I started out, man, I saw myself <clears> was like, man, do I see myself doing this for 10 years, 20 years of this, man? If, yeah. if the answer is no, then it ain't a for me, man. And that's why I took like a hiatus. Yeah. And, it, and it's weird because many people were telling me, like, why did you quit music? It's like, well, I didn't technically quit. I just didn't. I just music wasn't making me happy. It was too much pressure, too much stress, um, too much anxiety for me to just to finish up projects and try to be something that I'm not trying. I'm trying to focus myself off. Being something something different, you know, because everybody's starting to sound the same. So it's like I can't, and it was just too much pressure. And I took a pause for the cause for it, man, because like I can't. It wasn't making me happy. And then that's where podcast came along, and it says like, "Yo, I fucking love podcasts." And yeah. now this is my new thing. Like this is where I'm pushing it all the way to the end. Like when I see podcasts, when I started it, I was like, I can see myself in the long run. You know, I can see myself 50 years from now. I'm still making a podcast, you know, like yeah. this is something that I genuinely love, you know, and I could care less about the viewerships or the money or whatever. And, you know, I only care about is, you know, having conversations with people like you, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people who are in this industry, you know, and talk about their experiences, you know, like all that, because everybody has a different story. Everybody has a disorder. They may some stories may be coincide or similarity to one another based on 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 likes, but everybody has their own story of how they come up and what they're experiencing when they're dealing, you know? Hence yeah. where this podcast so people can listen to it. People can hear the stories because, you know, not, not, this industry is not 
you know, all funs and shigs and giggles, you know, it's a little cut. It's a dirty game. It's a dirty, dirty game. It's a dirty game, you know, (laughs) and, and people were saying like, man, you should, you should have done this when you, when you're at your peak, when you're starting to start your career as a music producer. And I was like, the problem is that, yeah, I, I quit when I was about to blow up, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. I was in I was in depression. So like I tell like I tell all my close friends, I'm like at the end of the day, if this thing, if this person doesn't make you happy at the end of the day, you know, like why? Like like I don't understand why some people out there just try to like do things just to like please other people. And you know, at the end of the day, they're just getting like gratification off what other people think about them. Like you just gotta you gotta be you gotta do what makes you happy at the end of the day. I agree. It's that instant gratification that people are journeying or seeking to, man. You know, because that's what that's when you know it's like, oh, it's really happening. But you know, it only gives you like a short time of feeling about it. After that, it's just like goes away, and then you feel empty again. And then you're like, well, shit, all this work for nothing, I guess. You know? Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I've definitely had my thoughts of like, you know, oh, do I even want to make another song? You know? Yeah. And then you know, I go and make something else, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, I don't want to stop doing this because of the rush that I get. So yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, I get it. Everyone goes through the motions of that, you know, with roller coaster. I, you know, I do insurance as my career, you know, and everyone says like sales is a roller coaster. You have cycles and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's true. You just have to know like, you know, how to, how to kind of handle, you know, sit different situations and the more experiences you have, you know, the better you're going to be at, you know, being able to, you know, figure out what you want. Yeah. And, and what actually got you into music in general? Like what actually said, like, man, I, I want to do a lot of stuff with, with this, man. I mean, music in general has always just been something that has been a major aspect of my life. Like I mentioned, you know, Kanye being my number one artist. Mm-hmm. Like I also look at Kid Cudi because like he's very, very open. And that was a person like when I was going through like anxiety, like really, really bad like, when I was younger, he kind of got me through all that. You know, when I when I was listening to man on the moon one, when that came out and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I would listen to that every single day on repeat for like two years. You know what I mean? I mean, man on the moon was straight up, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, that, you know, that was life-saving. That was this like, bro, like that, that album, like is very, very life-changing, you know? And even, even today, bro, like, even like, you know, people that are, you know, that kind of look up to me or whatever, I'll, you know, send them that. And I'll be like, this is what I used to listen to, you know? So I, I wanted to create an impact of something like that on the world and, you know, do it in a way of positivity. And that's why a lot of the music that I make is in like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like bad music, you know, it's not about, it does, it doesn't really have a negative aspect to it. You know, I try to make something regardless of it's, you know, dubstep house, future bass, trap, regardless of what it is. Cause I'm into a lot of genres, you know, I just want to make something that's going to, you know, impact somebody and, you know, going to make them feel you know, feel something better. Right. Yeah. And, and what genre really inclines you the most in all this? You know, let's say like you say that you're, do you like making other, other genres, but which one yeah. is it like, you know, that defines gringo, man? Recently, I mean, recently it's been more like dubstep. And that's, that's been like recently, a lot of my 2022 stuff that's coming out is a lot of future based feel good, but also like sometimes tear out Murata style dubstep. So it's, it, it kind of goes both ways. I have some house that I'm working on right now, but 
it's not really my main focus just because the events that I've been doing recently have more been like base events. Mm -hmm. So I've just been inclined like, bro, like I started a song yesterday at two o'clock and I finished it at two o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, I ended up going out, came back home. It was like one 30 in the morning, finished the song, woke up this morning, nine 30 AM mixed it. It's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like, I'm just looking at it like the way I've been producing music recently. Like it used to take me a while. Now it's kind of like, I can put something together. If I'm like really feeling the vibe of the song, right. I can put something together 12 hours. And then, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks, you know, kind of listen to say, Hey, what am I going to tweak? Do I like this? Do I like that? Show it to people, you know, kind of get, you know, um, what's called positive, you know, reinforcement or like, Hey, listen, constructive criticism. This is what you need to change. This, this is what you need to keep. You need to amplify this, you know, and I'll take everybody's, you know, suggestions in heart. There's some people that tell me things I don't end up doing, but there's other ones where I'm like, damn, I didn't even think about that. And you know, there's, there's a moment where you, you know, create a song to where you put it out, where like you have full control over, you know, what it's going to sound like, what, what the end product is going to sound like. Cause once you put that out on Spotify and that random person comes across you, they're not going to hear like those 17 different versions, you know, right. prior. Yeah. So it's just like, that's, that's what everyone's going to hear. And that's the, this is what's going to define you. It's just, you know, recently it's been more of me trying to like find my sound and, like I said, I think I found it. I mean, I, I released the song on, you know, last Friday and it was yes. a live song. It's fantastic. The beat I actually made prior to me sending it to him. And funny story, um, I actually used to listen to Kid Cali like probably a year, year and a half prior to it. Like when I first, first got involved with producing, I hit him up on my, on my Instagram account and it was like nothing. And I was like, like, I'm talking like I had like, I think I had like 30 followers or like something. And I was just like, I listened to his music. I loved his vibe. I was like, yo, we have to collab. We have to collab, you know, and nothing happened. Like a year and a half went by, I get like a random message from another Instagram account. It was like his personal one. Right. And he's like, yo, yo, like my bad. I forgot to respond. Like, or like, didn't see this message. I forgot what it, what he said altogether, but he was like, yo, like, yeah, let's link. And I didn't even know who it was. And I was like, yo, let, let me hear like a sample of like some of your vocals. I was like, if you have a couple tracks, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. He's just like, my email's in my bio, like all my info's there. And I went and I was like, wait a second. I was like, is this kid Cali? And he was like, yeah, bro. I'm like, damn, I don't even need Sam. I'm like, we're good. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, cause you gotta, you gotta feel out people. Like at the end right. of the day, there's so many people out there that, you know, want to collab, you know, there's mm. so many like other, you know, rappers or other artists that hit you up and be like, yo, we gotta, you know, we gotta collab. And it's like, not a disrespect thing. It's just like, for some people, like my vibe doesn't fit theirs. And at the end of the day, like, I don't want to work on something that like, at the end of the day, I'm not feeling. So you kind of got to like pick and choose your battles. For me, I like to build a relationship with somebody before I kind of like collab with them. Like we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth on, you know, Instagram or whatever for, you know, maybe a couple months. We'll kind of just like, you know, hit each other back and forth, you know, repost each other's stuff, kind of just like back and forth, very, very organically. And then eventually I will come to the point of like, Hey, let's, let's collab, you know? And, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't what was meant to be. So yeah, dude, I mean, I, I take everything with like music very like fluidly and I'm kind of like go with the flow. And if I'm feeling you and you're feeling me and I'm like, all right, let's work, let's do it. That's actually pretty interesting that you mentioned that because um, I, I, I always have a hard issue with collabing with people and it, and most of the time it's because um, I send them my end product of the stuff 
and I don't hear about it for like a week, two, a month. And then when I try to reach them, I was like, hey, you worked on it? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. altogether, I stopped working on collaborations. Like, well, bro, I'm talking about like, if you're not going to take it seriously like that, like, okay, like I'm not like I'm talking like with Kid Cali, bro. Like I sent him the, the vocal of it or the, the snippet of it. And it was actually called Donda Inspired 2. So that was like the, when I saved it off Ableton, it was Donda Inspired 2 because I listened to the Donda album, but I had it like beforehand because I'm in those Reddit groups. You know, I had those, you know, I had those leaks months in advance. Right, and right. so I was just like listening to the progress of it and I'm just inspired by the production. So I made kind of like a rap EDM style thing. And then that's when he hit me back. I'm like, dude, and I kind of was thinking, I was like, dude, he would be perfect on this song. So I sent him like a minute snippet. I just took, sent him like a screen recording of it. He's like, bro, I'm in the studio right now. Send that to me. Sent him the track within four hours, sent me back to mobiles. And then it was like two days of going back and forth, just being like, hey, send me another layer of this, send me this. And then it was all, it was just, bro, it was like three days, you know, of like just going back and forth. And then I just kind of put everything together. We had the finished product. I was actually going to ask you, like, what is your creative process when it comes to collaboration? You know, and you just more or less answer the question right away. I kind of just like feel out the person, bro. Like I'm working with another. So the next song I'm going to release is actually called Goose. It's with a, mm. it's with an artist out of, um, I think it's South Carolina. I actually forgot where he's from. My bad, Coots Cog. And um, so his name's Coots Cog. He's a, you know, actually he's, he's a lot bigger than me, than I am. So, um, but he, he actually sent me these vocals on a beat and I was like, I was like, cut the whole beat out, send me the ad libs, just that. And the whole, I mean, he, he sounds fire and I'm just like, yo, I'm like, I can make a crazy, like I can take like 2013, 2014 festival trap vibes and bring them to like 2021, 2022 dubstep. Mm. So he sent me it. And then I was literally at, at Hooters with my girl and uh, he's the vocals. I'm like, I listened to them. I'm like, we need to get back to the house right now. And then that night I had like the whole, I call it the shell of the song. So like, yeah. you know, I'll, I, yeah, I understand where, you, where you're going. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll, you know, I'll have like the whole, like the basis of the song basically yeah. put together. And, and every song is different, man. Sometimes I'll just, I'll, I'll make like the whole intro and then, you know, the whole drop will get made. Sometimes I'll, I'll just do the synth. Sometimes I'll just, do, you know, it kind of just depends what kind of vibe I'm in. You know, it depends if I have a vocal from an artist beforehand or if I don't, you know, but with that, I heard that. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, so I made I cooked up the beat and the shell in like four hours. And then from there, it was like tweaking the song for like a couple weeks, just like kind of vibing on it, listening to it. What do I need to change? And um, yeah, that's been that's done. So I'm just ready. I'm kind of at this point. I have enough music to basically be like every three to four weeks. I'm saying every three to four, I could do every three. I just don't know if like what that number is of like, how consistent do I want to be to drop a new single in all of 2022? Mm. So basically what I'm looking at, right? Like, like the, the one I just released, like yeah. on tomorrow, I'm going to be announcing the next one. And like, it's just, it's, it's just mm. continuous, continuous con singles. Cause I put out an album in June and I thought I was going to get a lot more uh, traction off but what i realized is that me as a smaller artist like i haven't built a fan base yet. you know what i mean right. like and i just have to be honest with myself like i don't have like a big enough fan base for you know people to listen to an entire album that i make. Mm -hmm. like it's, it's just too intimidating it's like you know would i know i probably wouldn't but you know if some random person just hit me up or i just found like someone online and had like one view i'll maybe give it a chance but i'm not going to sit there and listen to a 45 minute album right you know like let's be honest 
you know, unless I'm really, really feel, but at the end of the day, like, that's why I realized I wanted to go with the single route because I need to build my fan base up and I need to be consistent, mm-hmm. you know, not only with just dropping singles with content, doing podcasts, you know, kind of just, you know, snowball effect it. And at the end of the day, like look to see what 2023 has. Cause you know, I haven't really, I know, you know, a lot of people they'll, they'll, you know, talk about like record labels and stuff like that. Like I haven't really done any of that. I haven't really sent my music to any record labels. I'm kind of new with it. Like I don't really, I don't really even know like the best part of it. I've talked to a couple people where it's like, yeah, you need to pitch yourself and you need to have press releases and you need to have all this and that. And, you know, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, I just want to make music, just put it out right now. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, and I just want things to be more organic. You know, I think everything's too too fake in the industry. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And it's one of the one of the reasons why I I'm not that very active on social media. Yeah. Even though the even though social media is supposed is is part of your business, of your brand as a musician, as an artist and whatnot. I hate it all the way. Like I fucking hate Instagram. I fucking hate TikTok. I'm shadow banned right now. Like everything. I oh my God. And and I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not that I'm too awkward to do all these like fake shit that a lot of these people do, you know, or maybe it's the old me inside that's telling me like, nah, bro, these kids are just doing uh, stupid shit, you know, (laughs) like I'm not even on TikTok and everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. I'm just like, I don't have TikTok. Like, I don't know. And everyone's like, do you know what you could do with your music on TikTok? And I'm like, my music's on TikTok. I was like, if you looked on TikTok right now and typed in gringo, I was like, it would be there. Just, I don't physically go on TikTok myself. Like, right. you know, it's just, I'm on like Instagram and like Facebook for my family. And like, other than that, like, you know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Yeah, you know? bro. I, I hate it, but I have them because I'm trying to promote, I'm trying to be part of the game and I'm trying to grow as organic as possible to yeah. all my people for my podcast. The podcast game is a hell of a harder to hit than being a producer. I could just like stop podcasting and, and continue again with my route as a, pro- as a producer, yeah. but it's not that very challenging me or is it's not, it doesn't make me as happy as podcasting does. And I have to have TikTok and Instagram and all that crap just to just to promote my clips, you know. And it's funny. It's funny because I don't have that big of a following in TikTok, but there's a lot of people viewing my clips. Like you can, if you look at my TikTok page, you can see one video has like 500 views. Yeah. Another video has like 100. Another one has 50. Another one has 20. And then another one has like 300. And then it it goes like a roller coaster. And I'm like. Shit. All right. I guess I have to put shit there. You know, yeah, it's the algorithm is actually helps a lot, you know, but like with Instagram and reels and everything, like if you, it, it like I've, I've looked up, I've looked into it. So it's the first 11 minutes that I've heard on reels that if you post a reel and basically the engagement starts blowing up, that it will, it will go crazy. Like I, I posted one reel, like my first reel that I went viral yeah. on my gringo page. I'm looking it up right now. It was like, cause like my phone was just going like, yeah. And I was like, yo, I was like, what is going on right now? It got, um, hold on, I'm scrolling down to it. It was like over 6,000 like views on, on, on Instagram. And I was just like, I was like, damn, I was like, all right. So the way that I look at like reels, that's, and that's why I've been trying to like post a lot of like those, because mm. that's the only way that you can post to really, in, in my opinion, reach the maximum amount of, of a new audience. Like 
you can post hashtags and everything like that. And, you know, you can end up on the explore page or someone come across you on the recent page or stuff like that. But if someone, people are just scrolling through reels. How many reels do you see that have like 75 likes on them and they're just a random reel and you see it while you're scrolling, Right. you know? So that's, I, in my opinion, you know, that's the best way to reach a new audience. And, you know, if you just consistently do it, but not too consistent, but if you just keep up with it, right. you know, that's, it's just another avenue to, to build yourself and to kind of expose yourself. I need to try that out then, man. Let me, let me see if I can put in some of my clips, you know, because I, that's what I do. I just put clips of my, of the episode, the best parts of the, whatever we're talking and just upload it and let it, and let it ride, you know? So I have to try that yeah. out, man. You do like hashtag research too. Like just do like, you know, targeted hashtags. Yeah. Like, you can do up to 30. And but the problem, know. the problem with the hashtags is that it works perfectly on TikTok because it gets to that target audience. But Instagram's algorithm changed completely because it, because I remember when Instagram was popping, it used to be like that. Like, like what, whatever TikTok's hashtag was, that was Instagram's old model and yeah. it was working. But fucking Instagram had to switch their algorithm and it just, fucks everything out and now when you put in a hashtag it, it's hard and it's shitty and most of the time you get a lot of bots you know try to hit on you dm us right now for our exclusive offer yeah like, oh like it's ridiculous <laughs> how many dms i get a day about about like the crypto shit and all that i'm like oh i made ten thousand dollars in the last five hours and i'm looking and i'm like bitcoin's down 5.7 percent today are you telling me you're up on that unless you're <laughs> like i'm like get the fuck out of here like <laughs> best part says the oh you want to be ambassador for this and yeah. it's like they show me the page of the of who am i ambassador but the person who sent it is like nowhere linked to that page i'm like the fuck you freak I'm, I am. I'm not that oh, yeah. stupid. And bro, that's, that's how they get, that's how they're getting around like the whole getting like banned. So they're, they'll create like these other accounts that like aren't tied to the regular yeah. account. And they don't, they don't give a fuck if they get blocked or anything. They're just trying to spam. And they have, they probably have like hundreds of those accounts. So they're sitting there I just bet. spamming, you know, all day, just trying to get people. Bro, as a producer, you get all the ones of like SoundCloud promotion, Spotify promotion. You yeah, know, there was one I get those too. There was one guy begging me for like $10. He goes, please send me $10. Like he bro, he wouldn't stop messaging me. He's like, all I want is $10. I'll make a press release. I'll make this. And the only thing I ask, I'm like, can I just see an example of what you've done for someone in the past? Cause I'm not going to like pay you. And without seeing of like, like my brand and my name and my face getting produced on something that I don't necessarily approve of, you know, like I want to, I want to see that we kind of are in check and in a vibe together. And, you know, he's like, he's like, no, bro, I can't send you that. And I'm like, okay, man, then have a good, like, I would have paid you $10 if like, you could have just shown me like, you know, some sort of like, I'm looking for organic growth. I'm not looking for a bot to fuck up my whole Spotify algorithm. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's funny. You say it's, that. A, it's a crazy world out there, bro. And there's yeah. so many people that are just falling for this shit. And yeah. I remember there was this one email that I received from someone that according to them, they're a graphic designer. And this person says like, uh, oh, yeah, I did this artwork for Marshmallow, Tiesto. And so is, and I was like, wow, OK. And then he and then he threw my boy's name, Nitty Gritty. And I'm like, oh, so you did Nitty Gritty's artwork, huh? Nitty bro, Nitty Gritty's. I just, He's killing it right now. I just went like, interesting. All right, hold on. So I started searching for this guy because he says like, uh, oh, you know, I'm doing this artwork, you know, special. I, I, 
I went, I'm reaching out to you, you know, because I try to help out for, for, you know, to raise awareness for human trafficking and some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hold on. All right. You really? I went from you, graphic design to this. Like, you, you did stuff for nitty gritty. It's like, yeah, I did that nitty gritty's artwork. I done marshmallows and this and that. It's like, really? That's interesting. Cause nitty gritty is one of my closest friends and he has no recollection about you. Yeah. So that's very people, convenient like, of you to say that to me. <laughs> Sends him a screenshot. Like, no, I don't know him. Like, see, like, you know, ah, bro. Like <laughs> I sent a screenshot to needy greedy and his manager, which I am very close to talk to. And she were like, uh, I don't know who that is. I'm like, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I just love it when people start, you know, selling me those, you know, you know, uh. trying to sell you a product. And he's like, I know this person. It's like, do you now? Do you know that person? It's just like you almost gotta have fun with it at this point. You get so many. It's like it's like the your car's extended warranty has expired. Like it's oh, <laughs> fuck that, bro. Fuck that. I hate it every time, bro. I don't know uh, how people keep calling over my work office number and say, "Get your like work office number." I have a work office number, <laughs> yeah, and crazy. people people fucking call me. It's like, hey. And your 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 car is expiring. They extend the warranty. I'm like, my car has a car insurance. Why do I need a warranty? It's insured. Yeah, but you know, like it, it, it that means that you don't have to pay the the full price and shit. It's like a then what the fuck am I paying insurance then? Like that's exactly what I'm paying insurance. So I don't have to pay full price. Oh my god, I get those every day. And it's either that or the IRS has a warrant for you. I was like, yep. no shit, it has a warrant for me. The craziest one I had is when they. <laughs> they called me and they were like, hi, we're with Apple or with whatever. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, okay, blah, 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 blah. Like I just, you know, and then, you know, two minute call hung up on them. I ended up calling back and they're like, they picked up the phone. They're like, hi, this is Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sitting there and I just busted out laughing. I'm like, I thought I called Apple, but this isn't Apple's phone number. He's like, oh no, I'm sorry. This is Apple. <laughs> Hey, bro. Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. Oh, man. These people are getting creative nowadays. They had one. They have one apparently going on right now. I actually got a work email about it. They were sending it about like they're doing like a Zelle thing. So if you get like a like a email for like Zelle, for, uh, like, they're doing like some shit because it's about the holidays. Like it's right around the holidays where right. people are like spending money and all that shit. Like, just be careful with that because apparently the email looks stupid fucking legit. Like you get it and it's like, you would a thousand percent think that like your Zelle account got compromised or something. And, oh, bro. And they're in, they're in like Flynn. Like I feel bad for people if they actually do fail for it, if, if, because it looks like legit. But for me, it's hard because I work in, um, in the department that I work with is also the department for it. Yeah. So I'm very, all that. yeah. Like I handle well this shit almost every day. And when I see these random you know, emails and whatnot, I can spot it from a mile away. Like, even it may look legit, but I can I can tell you the most detailed parts in which, like, this is where they fucked up. This yep. is where they fucked up. This is where they fucked up. Like, not obviously, an average person will not notice about that, but people, like me, I will notice it right away. And I <laughs> do. I also get the text messages from Home Depot saying, like, you know, you just got yourself a hundred dollars <laughs> gift card. I'm Home Depot. Like, yeah, I don't like, bro, I haven't been in a Home Depot in like two years. The fuck? <laughs> I use Lowe's. <laughs> 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 I 
did it. Like, <laughs> oh, if you give me a GameStop, okay, I'll fail for it, right? Fucking Home Depot, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shit is getting creative, man. We need to yeah. keep an eye out. People are smart out there, man. People are slick. I mean, this fucking technology is what's getting slicker and slicker every day, man. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just learning more and more how how the how technology is working you know people are bro there, there's times like you can see like people can actually hack into other people's phones by using their own phone which is crazy you know yeah we've gotten to that age in which you know everything is just accessible. i was at a um, i was at a twin peaks down here and there was a waitress that was telling me she used to like work up in atlanta mm. and she there was this guy that she was like taking care of or whatever it was like her her table or whatever and, you know, the guy was talking to her, like said, the guy was like, he looked like he was, you know, successful or whatever. And, you know, she kind of just like started asking what he was doing. And she's like, he's like, oh, like check your bank account right now. And she like opened up her phone and he stole like $50 from her or something like that from her bank account. And then he pulled out like a credit card skipper. And he's just like, he goes, bro, he goes, I had your credit card 30 minutes ago or something like that. Cause like, if you're even standing near me, he goes, I had that. And like, then he ended up tipping her like 200 or like something like that and obviously gave her the money back but he just like did it to show her like what he did for a living and i was just like you know i was like that's insane bro like that's why i'm always even like crazy about like pulling my card out in public after i heard that story i was like yo like that's that's yo (laughs) people are slick with it nowadays bro like i got i got my cards uh i was down in miami and i i got like my card on the gas thing like where they put the the mold over the gas yeah i was on the phone with my bank and my account was getting hit with like a hundred 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 and they're like i'm like listen i was like it just keeps hitting my account and they're just like bro hit like 15 times in like 10 minutes and i'm like i'm like i'm in my office right now (laughs) like i'm obviously on the phone with you i'm not spending 1500 dollars on gas (laughs) bro it was was insane it was insane do you manage to get that money back oh yeah that's why i stay with my bank (laughs) yeah Hell yeah, Dude. they give me that shit back immediately. Like, bro, that's insane, bro. And it's because of most of the time when I pull out my car, and, and it's funny that you just mentioned on the gas stations, I always make sure it's like, can I detach it? Can I detach it? Yeah. Oh. Because if I can detach it, it's like, oh shit, no, 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 I can't, I can't. Sometimes I'll be at like Publix questioning it. I'll be sitting there like, is this real? like maybe someone slipped in here at Publix? And, like, yeah. Even, even at Publix, bro, I even when I pull out my car, I just like, I make sure I, like I hide the numbers and then when I put I, I put the chip, I I literally I don't care how everybody tells me. I just Smart basically go like this. It's like, like that. People can <laughs> tell me I'm paranoid for I care, but shit. Like if it's that easy to steal your car number and then purchase a bunch of shit, it's like imagine others, you know? Yeah. So it's like I'm you know, you know, it, it's technology, technology, bro. Like technology, technology at its finest. You know what can we do, man? One thing I was actually gonna ask you because we we had we we kind of drifted up, but it was very curious. That was yeah. very 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 <laughs> curious. Um, it was that the whole you know production, man. How you actually started, you know, producing. Like, where did it all start, and how you learned to to learn how to produce music? So, if I have to be completely honest, bro, YouTube, <laughs> like watching, like. Honestly, bro, I've I've watched so many of Nitty Gritty's live streams when he's done that shit. And I've just I've learned so much from people. Just like I watch like Nick Mira, I'll watch uh-huh. Nitty, I'll, I'll kind of watch like different genres of people, bro. Like 
uh, you know, like I listen to James Blake also. Like I look, bro, my, the, the versatile genres that I listen to is like right. a lot. Like Spotify last year, Spotify, whatever. I'm like, things like, oh, this year you listen to like 300 different genres. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's, that's why in my Instagram bio, I'm like, what's a genre? Like, that's my whole thing. Like, what's the fuck? Like, what the fuck is a genre? Like, I like, I, I don't want to like only produce one thing. Mm. You know, like I, I, you know, I want to kind of do, you know, whatever I'm feeling, whatever I want, I don't want to limit myself. Um, so really it was during Rona bro, where like, it was honestly my roommate when I was living with my roommate, you know, I, I have a place with my girl now, but bro, like when he was basically telling me the same thing that, that you got told, like, if you want to do anything crazy, you know, you have to make all of your music. And, you know, he told me, he's like, you can't consider yourself a DJ or a producer at the end of the day mm. until you can give me a full set with only your, and once he said that to me, I was just like, I was just like, all right, watch. And then it was like, it took a while, bro. It took months, you know, for me to like, bro, the first couple songs that I, bro, like they're laughable, but it's like, you go back to that. Like, even when I listen to my, my album that I put out a rise, like I'm like, real, my production has enhanced so much more since that album, but I want that album to be out there because right. that was the first piece of music that I created that I wanted to show the world, you know? So when I first got involved with it, bro, it was just like, Ableton free trials, mm. looking up on YouTube, you know, all that. Once all those trials ran out, I just bought everything. And then I was just like, fuck it. Like, I guess I'm just going to continue with this because I love it. And yeah, dude, it, it's really just, I don't really have like, I don't really play instruments. Like I, I right. can play some guitar. I used to play drums a little bit, you know, but it what it's not like I'm sitting here like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I know how to play an orchestra instrument because I did right, it since right, I was right. seven. Like, bro, like it's really just, understanding a certain sound that I'm going for and I'm a perfectionist at the end of the day. So I'm, you know, I try to sit there and, you know, finagle everything to make it all fit. And, you know, sometimes things are unorthodox or, you know, sometimes people look at me, they're like, that sample wouldn't work. And then I'll like throw it in. They'll be like, Oh, I see. What you're saying. It's like, you just hear certain things, bro. And then you're just like, that would work. You know, you have a, a I, I have a song I'm putting out. I don't know if you know, he's a motivational speaker from like the twenties. His name's Alan Watts. And he did like the overthinko overthinker by um, Inzo. He's like a person who thinks all the time that that song or whatever, if you ever heard that, but he basically is like music is something that you produce without having an end product. It's one of the few things like when you're, you know, painting a picture or something like that, you kind of have like an end product in mind. Like when I produce right. music, I, I start somewhere and I have no idea where the fuck I'm going to like. And at the end of the day, like once I have a full song together, I kind of look back at it and I'm like, how the fuck? Sometimes I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Like, I don't even know, but it just, it happens, bro. Like, right. so my creative process, man, is just like kind of whatever I'm in the vibe for. Like I'll have different artists that I'll listen to, yeah. you know, and it, you know, sometimes I'll a whole week I'll be listening to flume and I'll be in like a major like flume and like synthy and like very feel good type vibe. And I'll produce music like that. Sometimes I'll be listening to like Forbidden Kingdom sets or Lost Land sets and I'll be like, yo, I need to like, I want to make some like crazy right. like festival dubstep shit. You know, it's, it's really all about just like what's inspiring me at the moment. Like I never really have a plan. With it. And, you know, it's, I guess that really goes with like the whole thing of like, I'm just kind of having fun with it. I'm kind of having like fun with, you know, just trying to find my sound, which I think I kind of found in like a weird meshy way because I have so many different styles that I'm kind of trying to put out. It's like the same thing with like how I look at like Kanye, like Kanye has so many different, you know, styles, but at the end of the day, you can listen to that and be like, that's a Kanye. Yeah. Like that's, a yeah. Kanye. yeah. You know? And it's like that impact is like kind of what I'm like trying to strive for. 
you know, on the world. Cause it's like at the end of the day, like why, you know, why limit yourself? I agree, you know, you always get better. And that's actually pretty cool, man. Like I like you very much that you are very level headed and you know what you're trying to get to and what you're trying to reach, you know, and you're not selling for less and you know, how far are you, you know? And, and I, and I commend you to, you know, for, reaching this far and just doing YouTube tutorials and videos yeah. and what Twitch streams from all these guys like, dude, that's amazing. You know, I think Thanks. you're probably like the second or third person who's come over to my show. Who's literally learned through YouTube tutorials. Yeah. But I see that it's you good. are, you're <laughs> like the most, like, like you are much more far advanced out of every other person that I've talked to, you know? Dude, that's what a lot of people say too. Like a lot of people are like, dude, like I don't, cause like I'll, I'll run into people and I'm like, yo bro, do you know, did you know I've reached, cause not everybody knows I've been making music and they're just like, oh bro, I didn't know. And you always have that friend that's like, oh, yeah. let me show you this beat I made. And then it's just like, you're sitting there for like four minutes, like, damn, like, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I'm listening to right now. You know, and I got to hype them up in some way. You know, like there's all, you always have people like that. But at the end of the day, like sometimes I show people my stuff and they're like, bro, they're like, that's some like, like literally like sometimes better than like 70, 80, 90% of people that are out there that like some, some of, some of these songs, you know, I mean, it's, it's starting to get to a point where, you know, I have no idea where the hell like the end point's going to be for this. Mm. Like, I really don't like, all I know is like, I just want to have fun and I just, I want to be, make sure that like my happiness is my number one priority. Like, right. obviously I have goals and aspirations like financially, like, and you know, where I want to be in life, but you know, music doesn't necessarily have to be an avenue for me for financial or for like monetary value. Like for me, it's more of like an impact. It's more of like, you know, did, did, did somebody's life, does someone look at life differently? Did someone's life change? Did I leave an impact on this person through my music? You know, did I, if, if you saw me DJ for a whole hour and I only played my songs, you knew none of the songs. You couldn't even name one word in the song, you know, but did you have fun listening to it? Was it a good vibe? Did I enhance your experience? You know, that's more like what I try to strive for. Like when I DJ or when I, you know, produce, it's just a way to get my emotions out there. That's actually pretty cool, man. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Now, let me ask you: Like, are you? Would you be interested in you know, taking master classes from any of these um, established yeah, artists? I'm always willing to learn more. At the end of the day, mm. I just it's like for me, bro. Like, I'm I honestly I work a lot. Like, I really do, you know. And then really, when it comes down to it, like I understand, like you know, there's 24 hours in a day, like. Oprah's got if Oprah's right. got 24 hours in a day too, but it's like, bro, I have so many other things. I would be interested a thousand percent. I just I couldn't do the whole master class of like, oh, you got to take off like a week or two of whole work just to do it. Like I would have to do it on like the weekends or do it right, like after right. work and like commit to it. Cause like, bro, hell yeah. Like I would definitely want to uh, learn and learn more about music theory, mm. you know, learn a lot more about production. Cause bro, I I admit to other producers when I talk to them, like, I know shit, but I don't know you know, a lot of what, you know, other people know, you know, there's, there's things that I don't know how to do. And I understand that, you know, but yeah, dude, always striving to get better. So I would a thousand percent say yes to that. Well, I actually highly, highly, highly recommend. I'm, I'm saying recommend not, I'm not saying you should do it, but I highly recommend that you should take like, um, the All nation's master classes, man, because send me, the, send me the links for it. Cause I'm down, I'm down to definitely check it out. Absolutely. So Don nation, have you, first of all, have you ever heard of Don nation? I have not Don nation and shout out to Don nation and you know, the owners, 
AU5 and Wyatt. Shout out to those guys. I'm in stay in touch with those guys. Um, they sent me like a, a like a beta testing for one of the Nets master classes that they're doing for one of the artists. And it's from Tinan. And you you know Tinan, right? I'm not. I'm gonna be honest the with artist? you. The artist? No. T. Oh, Tynan. Tynan. Yeah. Tynan. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I love Tynan. All right. So Tynan. I was like Tynan. I was like. I mean, shit. My my English is not my first language. All right. So excuse my foolishness. Um. Yeah. Tynan actually did a masterclass with this guy with these people, Darnation. And I was I was one of the beta tasters. In fact, I'm. Well, by the time this was released, I was one of the beta testers. So I, I I checked that out and I was just like, wow, this is actually fucking good. And yeah. basically, I just saw like the walkthroughs to to two of, of his songs, Interdimensional, which is like that was a sick song with him and, a, and a, I don't know who was the singer, but it, it's just a blend of amazing in the sound design. And then the other something about water, I believe it was the other track. And he he went on a walkthrough of how he did how he did all the sounds and how and what was the thought process behind it. Doing I was just like blown away where 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 he was going for because most of the time it was all about what he was feeling and and it was like oh this shit sounds good let's fuck it around and he yeah. and he was and he's a. He was saying that he's a visual mixer. He's not an ear mixer, which he has to change that because as an audio engineer, you need to listen to your mixes and you need to make sure where your mixes are tight and nice and clean, you know? Yeah. And he's all about visually, which is, is like ironically because it's like, holy shit, like all your songs are amazing. But in my personal opinions, I understand why now some of these songs sounds like kind of distorted and whatnot because he, he's visually seeing and it sounds good, but he doesn't know how how many of the hurts he's killing on some frequencies, you know. But it it works, and he he's he's they're they're about to release the the next masterclass for Tynan. I don't know how much it is. Like they just sent me the 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 to beta test and give them feedback to so see what what can they change, what you know, whatever shit. But during this masterclass, not only you will you get like the project files of the of the songs so you can actually download it and reverse engineer the shit out of it. You also get sample pads out of it, but you also get literally step-by-step on step, um, creating your own uh, new song with Tynan. So Tynan is going... He's basically just walking you through the whole process. Yeah, so. like this is how I do it. This is how I do intros. This is how I do drops. This is how I do this and that. And once everything's done, this is how I mix. This is how I mess it in. Boom. And the whole concept about this is just, yeah, basically, dude, basically you just grab a piece of paper, start taking notes. It's like, oh, I see what he did here. Let me try to apply it in my own way and then apply it. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, like, dude, you're just enhancing your knowledge of how to sound design or how to be a a more structured song and know like, okay, I do this build up like this. This is how it goes. You know, this is how it sounds good. This is how it gravitates. We were like, it's just, it's amazing. And obviously, Tynan is not the only person. They also have from Crywolf, AU5, and Leviate. So, like, I highly recommend. Not, not. I'm not saying to take all the classes. Like, no, no. It's a a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Just start with one. Start with one. If you're saying, like, listen, like, 
as far as like, and I'm not trying to like compare myself to the other producers that you say, like learned off of like just YouTube and not really knowing an instrument. But if I was kind of able to like learn this shit and kind of produce what I've made just from like sound, just like from what I'm hearing and from like looking up on YouTube and everything, I don't even know what the hell I could produce if I did like some masterclass like that and like fully understood, you know, the ins and outs and the in-depth aspects of, you know, the, 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 the nitty production part. Yeah. No, yeah, dude, your your level is gonna go. You're here. Yeah. You're gonna go. Like it. It's it's basically as if you were having your own private tutor. You know, like having one of these big time artists tutoring you. Like this is how I do. This is my thought process when I'm making a song, and you just apply that same knowledge into there. Now the difference between doing that and taking a masterclass and from YouTube is that most of the time these YouTubers are what they are youtubers they just recreate the sounds from other people who are already established they're not established people N like 90 of these youtubers that are that are in um, the youtube community that are producers and sound designers and whatnot they're not established artists that they don't have music like release in these many labels that as these established artists which they're touring and whatnot you know some of them yeah. do Some and then do that. That's why I say 90%. It on there's that 10% that you know we can exclude that you know they're they're the exception of the rule. Yeah. But you can only learn so much with YouTube. I agree. And Bro, at the end of the day, there's also a business aspect of it. And it's like you're gonna get a little taste of it on YouTube, but to really get the the, the full meat and potatoes of it, yeah. Like, you're gonna bro. I mean, at the end of the day, like people pay for that. So it's like the same thing with like going back to our Instagram thing, like, bro, you want to like actually like work with a marketing agency. You got to pay them like in order yeah. to like really have your content out to the right people. Like it is, it is what it is, yeah. you know, you got to pay up you know, to, to do shit. So I agree, man, but it's definitely one thing that I would highly recommend for you to, to I'll get it. If you're definitely very invested in it, yeah. go to donnation.com and look for the sign yeah. up for the tiny masterclass, man. And, Down right now. Yeah, D A W Nation altogether. Darnation.com. You know, look it up. They have podcasts as well. Wyatt, you know, Wyatt is the mastermind and his business partner is AU5, which obviously AU5 is like a god that what's among humans. Yeah. Like that dude cannot do no run. And I've seen some of his masterclasses and I'm just like, fucking hey, how the hell does he do this, bro? Like, how? Like, I'm looking at it as I'm like, how? Like, Where did this whole like shit, bro? Come on, you know. Like shout out, box. Oh, bro, it's 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 fun, you know. It's fun, bro. And shout out to Donation and shout out to Wyatt and AU5 for you know for giving me the opportunity to be a beta tester for oh, that. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, just giving them a free promotion right there, anyways. <laughs> But yeah, just take a look at it, man. Just take a look whenever you get a chance, you know. And let me know and let me know how how helpful it does. For you in the long run, you know, because most of the time when we when we do these masterclasses or, or where I recommend people to do these courses or masterclasses is for to enhance your 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 abilities. And if you're really, really, really invested on, on this, like this is something you really want to, then, you know, you'll spend the money to get it. You know, you spend the money to do it, to learn from it, you know, and, and, and you're not going to regret it. You know, that's coming for me now. I do agree that most of the time, you know, this is all uh, 
a business aspect, you know, like there's definitely money involved in all this. Like you need to get, you know, if you want certain things, you need to, you know, the whole thing, spend money to get money, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. It works all ways around with, with this man. And I, 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 I sometimes hate, hate that concept, you know, because then I get the whole, you know, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. But at the same time, there's certain things that, you know, it doesn't hurt to do it for free. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's kind of what, what like my thing is like, that's why we're like collabing with artists. Like mm. I would never, at least at this point, I've never been like, Oh, like you have to pay to like be on a song or like I pay them to be on a song. Like it's, it's a very cohesive thing. And it's like, if we want to make this happen, like we're both going to be in agreement. We're going to yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah basically. And I mean, that's another aspect of why I'm doing the podcast. You know, it's, it's a free, it's free. You just listen to it and, hear my experience and the experience like you and so people can understand and be much more, you know, well aware of where they are. It's like, is this what you really want to do? Well, expect some of the stuff, you know, what yeah, stuff? Right. Well, I, this happened to me. This happened mm -hmm. to this artist, this or guess, you know, because I, I don't I'm just here. get, I don't just get, you know, artists here. I always try to, to be much more open and have multiple people and from the entertainment industry to come over. I yeah. mean, I had um a writer, from Iceland to come over to the show. He's come over twice and I can't wait to come over for a third time. Really cool dude from Iceland, man. And and I've interviewed a YouTuber, a way big YouTuber, um, Alex Simo. Shout out to him. Um, he's he's a Yugi tuber, like he does Yu-Gi-Oh! contact, and I'm into Yu-Gi-Oh! So we used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time when I was little. Like that used to be yeah. my Yeah. I still have some of the cards, yeah. Like like the really like hot ones. Dude, dude. Yeah. <laughs> look for those cards and look for the prices. I'm pretty sure you already did, bro. I sent him into PSA and everything. Like I had like I had like some eights and nines. Like I had like couple red eyes, white dragon, what? Buster Blader. I had like obviously blue eyes, white dragon. Bro, I had like Exodia heads. I had what? And like yeah, bro. Even some of the Pokemon. Like the thing that started with me on this was like I had like the Pokemon ones too. Yeah. And there was one Venusaur card that was like, oh, it's going for seventy five hundred dollars hologram, and I was just like, I have that card. Like I've literally had that card in a fucking safe. Like I kept it screw in a screw tight container. Like two cards went back to back, and, and it, they got screwed shut on four ends. It was it was in the safe for like since I was eight years old. And we sent it in the PSA and it got like an eight point or like an eight or whatever. I forgot what it was like exactly was, but it wasn't even perfect. And I'm like, bro, like in order to get like that crate, it's got to be like mint 10, you yeah, know, like, like freshly out of the pack like that. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's like, you can't even touch it. Like you can't even have oil. On yeah. It, you know? <laughs> you know, so. But bro, like I was like, I was like, oh, I'm about to come up on like 20 grand right now. Like, <laughs> like bro, I was thinking when I sent them all off the PSA. Oh, funny that you mentioned that. That's funny. Dude, that's uh -huh. hilarious, bro. Because that's one of the things I ever regretted in my life. Getting rid of those cars earlier on in my life. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> oh my God. I never know, bro. Like, and now I'm like, whenever me and my fiance get our, our firstborn child, like it doesn't matter. Like, yo, I'm getting you this car. Save it. Yep. Save it for until you're 20, okay? And then sell it. Sell it. We need we need to get those million dollars. Wow, bro. That that's that's funny. That's funny. Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, like I I interview all sorts of people. I interview I even interview a cosplayer. Like she's this cosplayer is like humongously big with an cool. all, all in fans and account and everything. That's dope. Like I I 
interview everybody, bro. Everybody. I want everybody to come over to my show because I want this to be like, this is the the Joe Rogan of EDM, man. Come on. Yeah, look at the, look at Joe Rogan. You know how many people he has on the show. I know, right? Like the dude, like the dude is every fucking week, free episodes, different people. Different and people. Like three hours long too. I'm like, damn, I'm like, bro, this man's grinding. Like, I know. And I love those conversations. I love yeah. to hear them, bro. But it's like I can't I can't do a Joe Rogan podcast because A, I don't have that that huge of a following like he does that people will be willing to sit down and listen for hours. That's one thing. Second, um, I still don't have a studio for me for people to invite come over to my show, you know? Yeah. But now this is like the most easiest way to conduct my my interviews. And so far I've been receiving, you know, positive feedbacks about it, you know, and and people tend to incline more to do these interviews over Zoom than in real life. I mean, obviously, if you're around my block and or you're coming around my block, it's like, hey, dude, like swing by for a bit. You know, why not? That's when, you know, when I get my own place, you know, and then got myself my own garage full turned into a studio. That's when, you know, that's that's there in the future, you know, and for now, we're just like, keep grinding, keep grinding. We we need to Always make it for something, right? Yeah, I mean, the grind game, bro. The grind game, you just have to be consistent. And that's one of the things I like about you. Like, you, you're you saying, like, you know, every every three weeks or every four weeks. So it's like technically almost every month or so, you're you're consistently putting songs. And that's good. That's perfect, man. That's like, that's like for what I have planned now. That's like, if like today moving forward, mm-hmm. I have that prepared for, for the next year. But it's like, it bro, like in the next six months, I could double the amount of tracks that like are in the vault. You know what I mean? So I'm right. sitting there and I'm just like, bro, like it could move to every two weeks. It could move, but you know, I also don't want to overdo it. I also want a time of like being able to promote a new song, people to get excited about it. The release happens, you know. I'm like, you know, people are posting about it. You know, there's and I I'm not gonna sit here in front that I have like hundreds or thousands of people sitting here, you know, reposting my stuff and sending, you know, tagging me like. Mm. Every every interaction that someone sends to me, I try to reach out to them and say like, thank you, you know, because it's like, it's important. And yeah, dude, I mean, at the end of the day, like I have a lot coming and I've spent a lot of really the better part of this year preparing for next year and, you know, preparing for all of the, the singles and, you know, making sure I have the right connections and, you know, those are still building. But at the end of the day, like, you know, like we just said, like, there's always, there's always things to build to. Yeah. Try for so absolutely. I mean, as long as you got that consistency, man, everything else just makes sense, you know, because that's the that's the key word consistency. Stay relevant, you know, yeah, you need to stay relevant, you know. That's why I put an episode every week, bro. Every week, I wish I can I can have the manpower like Joe Rogan does that I can actually put content like three times a week, but I don't. But it's a lot editing and do like everything, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a lot, and it's a lot that I had to learn on my own. You know, I had to learn how to edit right. I had to learn how to how to build my own room. I had to learn how to graphic design. You know, the thumbnail that I sent you over, and you know, like I had to learn how to do that on my own. You know, it's either me or my cousin who's helping me around. That's another thing. He's helping me, you know, with the video camera, how it's supposed to position, how it's supposed to look. You know, having the lights around the room. My mic position, you know, like that takes time, bro. It's like a lot of things. And every and every week I have to do editing, editing for every week's episode, you know. But I bet every time you do editing, it's like you're getting a little bit better every single time. And it oh, yeah. Efficient and oh, yeah. Not yeah. It, before before it, it before it was a hassle for me, before it was like shit, like, dude, it takes me like three hours, four hours to do <laughs> one episode, you know. 
Now it takes me less than less than an hour, like less yeah. than 30 minutes because of so many times I've been doing editing and already know what I really want and what mm -hmm. I and looking at the waveforms. Like I can tell whether this is just a huh or a or a whatever. Bro, that's, like me, that's like me when I'm DJing, like because I'll, I'll DJ a lot on like CDJ 3000 when I'm yeah. performing and like. I'll just like go on the song and I'll just like touch like the part of the song that I know I'm going to go to yeah. people that are like behind me. They're like, how do you know that? I'm like, bro, I'm just reading the waveforms. Like I know yeah. that. I know like, bro, I've been DJing long enough to know that that's like, this is the, the build, uh, the, uh, yes, sorry, exactly. the, this is the new break. This is the build up, exactly. you, know, you know, so I can like, I can, you know, have a, a one song coming out, but that, first song is having a buildup. I can bring that second song buildup to match the first song. Right when that drop hits, I cut that first song out. You unexpectedly hear another drop. It's all about for me, like that surprise factor. And like, you know, like I, I say to a lot of people that I don't, I don't want to be the person in the room that plays everything that you're going to know. Like I want to play things that like you don't know, like most of the people, like 90% of the people, 95% of the people, I want them to say, I've never heard this song before, but I've, fuck with it yeah. like you know because you'll hear things and that that's what progresses the industry forward you know there's always a first time that you any song that you heard there's a first time that you heard it you know like and you know it's almost like for me like i enjoy like trying to be that person of like showing you like songs you've never heard before artists that you never heard before you know and that just brings a whole new light to the industry and it's not all about like oh this is the song on tiktok that's blowing up so i'm going to play it because everyone in the audience is going to know mm. this like no it's for it's more about for me like how do I take that song and how do I build it into something new that they never heard before? Right. Like that's, that's like what I try to do when I'm either performing or producing, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's all you got to do with, with all of this, man. I mean, and, and it's over time that you learn and then it becomes a staple in your mind and it just, it becomes like an additional tool that, that does it automatically, you know, say yeah. when it goes to, when I was doing the editing, like it became so obvious that when I'm reading is like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know it. Blah, 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 blah. And before you know it, like the I did the editing in 30 minutes. And I was like, holy shit. And it's because of that consistency, that practice. You all had to build it. You know, and you yeah. have it, essentially you got to do the work. Yep. You got to do the work. You got to put in the hours. You're not a professional until you put in 10,000 hours. So, yeah, exactly. Get, you know, get to work. Exactly. Know? Get to work, man. Now, Something that actually caught my attention of what you said earlier in, during our conversation is is in the terms of labels, you know. Yeah, I want I want to know from your perspective, how do you feel about that? I I mean, obviously, labels are an amazing way to reach audiences to really growth hack yourself and you know your career. Mm. But I think there's a lot of things that like once you join a label that are out of your control. Like now, like when you drop a song, like, and this is just from what I, I've never been a part of a label. This is just from what I've kind of seen in the industry. Like I respect, you know, people that are independent, like, bro, you look at like what Russ is doing or what Mac Miller did or what, you know, any, any of these guys that just are kind of just like independent, they're just staying in their own lane, bro. They're also getting like a hundred percent of all their royalties. Like they're not having to give up like X amount. You know, you see all these people that are getting, you know, record deals and everything. It's good for them, but that's not really like money. It's all, it's always a loan. Like you always got to yeah. pay that money back with interest. And like, you're kind of like, that's, that's where I look at. Like I make, I make music for like fun. You know, I make it because I'm, I enjoy making it. I don't want to make music because I'm forced to make it, mm. you know, like, and if I'm 
you know, under a record label, like I'm forced, you know, and then you look at all these other record labels, like who's the only one that gave artists control of their masters? Well, that's Kanye West, you know, every other, you know, record label to my knowledge does not give. And that was the first time I ever really heard about it. Once Kanye started talking about like, I'm giving all my artists like control of their masters. And I was just like, damn, like, I, I didn't really know that record labels would like kind of hold on to that. And like, you know, to me, it just feels like there's a lot of like, there's, there's pros and cons to it. And right now I feel like I'm too new in the industry to really sit here and be like, yeah, that's what I want to do because I don't want to be naive enough to like do something. And then like five years from now, look back on it. And I'm like, I wish I didn't do that. Or like, you know, I could have just done it by myself, you know? And like, at the end of the day, I'm all about organic growth and, you know, Miami is a very tight knit community. I mean, I live closer to Fort Lauderdale up here, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it's like all South Florida at the end of the day. And, you know, I look at Miami and where we live as a major hub for music and for electronic music, especially mm. like, you know, you have here, you have Cali, you have New York, you know, you have like the, the really big cities that are out there, you know, Chicago, Lollapalooza, all, you know what I mean? Whatever, wherever it may be. But if, if you can become known here and like, like I said, you got to work. Like you can't, you can't just like, it's going to take time. That instant gratification is not going to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. like I started making music, you know, years ago. And now I'm now like this year, I'm like, yo, like this could be the year that like a song blows up, like really blows up. And if it doesn't fuck, all right, I'll strive for it the next year, you know? And, you know, it's really at the point for me where it's like, I don't care about the fame. Like, I don't really care about the the financial aspect of, of the music industry. I understand it as a business. I'm a businessman. You know, I understand a lot more about business than a lot of people that say they know business. But at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it, it's for me, like, it's all about just having fun. And like, you have one life and this is one of my passions. Right. And, you know, I want, I want, you know, other people that sit there and, you know, they contemplate making music to, you know, make it too. And, you know, maybe in 10 years from now, they'll be like, you're the reason why I started doing this. You know, I look back, I look back to when I was like, I, I actually didn't mention this one reason I also got involved with with productions. Cause when I was in college, I was one of the head promoters for UCF. So I went to university of central Florida in Orlando. And within like the first week, my roommate, he was up there for the summer session and he started promoting and like going to all these events for free and everything. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, we need to do this. And I had a, um, I started a marketing company when I was 18. So I was already involved with business when I was 18 years old. And, you know, I, and I was like, yo, I need to do things to just start selling tickets. And like, Basically, like it was to party for free. It was a way. It was a way that like I could go out with my friends. We could all have a fun time. I can get free VIP, free bottles, free whatever, whenever I wanted. And you know, I'm 18 years old, underage, obviously. I don't know if we could post that in the. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, bro, we're out there, bro. Like, it's. I mean, you're you're in college. Like, it is what it is, you know. And bro, we started. Uh, and I'm talking, this is 2012, 2013. So this is when like Carnage would come play at UCF. Like he would play in downtown Orlando and then be on Instagram being like, what UCF party am I hitting after? Like, I remember the, the it was like the couple months in my first, like when I started promoting, I was like on stage at like a very, very small bar at UCF. It was, it's called library, but it's not the library that everyone goes to today. It's the one that was torn. To, it's the old library where there's a huge entire like, uh, development complex now where people live. So it, it was like this humongous open concept bar where it was just like, you know, sweet Caroline type of music. You know what I mean? They would in one room and then the second room was called Dungeon. Mm. And in Dungeon, they played EDM. 
And this is like 2012. So I'm on the stage. Like, bro, we started like, like in this, by this point, we were already like promoting and shit like that. This wasn't one of the clubs that we promoted for, but we kind of like, you know, we, we knew everyone that would go out because we're selling the tickets to them. We're the head promoters for UCF by this point. There's only like four guys out of 62,000 kids that are the head promoters. Jesus. So, you know, it was like, you're no. And, you know, and bro, I'm on stage and I'm hearing this guy DJ. I have my arm around him for like, bro, it was like 10, 15 minutes. We're, I'm, bro, this guy's raging. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, and he's playing just tear out dubstep. I had no idea who he was, right? Hopped off stage. I'm talking with my boy. They're like, bro, do you know who 12th Planet is? That's 12th Planet. What? And I'm like, I'm like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, this is like just when he came out. Like he, he just opened for like, look it up. I promise you he was there. He opened up for Pretty Lights at the UCF. I think it was like 2012. Holy oh, crap. So, pretty Lights. Yeah. So if you look I at. I remember that, bro, because so, Pretty Lights was popping that, bro. Yeah, so he opened for Pretty Lights. And like, then afterwards, after the concert, he, cause that was at the UCF arena where like the basketball stadium was, but they had it as like the first, like, or like the, some first semester concert or whatever. So then after that, he went to dungeon and then started DJ like, bro, like I was seeing so many, like, bro, like laid back Luke when laid back Luke was like, just like, like, bro, like I'm talking about like, you know, like really people that like are kind of like out of the industry, not out of the industry, but they're just there. There's newer people stepping in. I mean, I see, I tell everyone about EDM, like it's a weird way of looking at it, but you have 90s rap where you have like, you know, Biggie, Tupac, Nas, Easy E, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, yeah. Trent, you, know, you have all these, you know, KRS One, you have all of these artists that built hip hop, you know, and then you have that new age, you have Kanye, Drake, you know, you have Mac Miller, Wiz Khalifa, you have J. Cole, you have this whole new age of rappers coming out. And then you even have a third wave of rappers with like all these SoundCloud rappers and everything. Yeah. Like bro, like the EDM nineties was like excision and Skrillex and Tiesto and Avicii. And like, that was like the first like Swedish house mafia. That's like our, that's like EDM's nineties rap. Like we're just now going into like wave two. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I kind of describe it to everyone. Like now there's all these, you know, Rona fucking, Rona stopped everything in its tracks because yeah. there's no shows. It gave artists, uh, you know, a way to kind of just hone in on like their production. And like, they had to, like there was nothing, you weren't performing at a show, like, yeah. unless you're in Florida. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, you know, there's people like, bro, like my first show was during Rona. Like my first set that I ever performed was like dead during Rona. And they, bro, it was like, it was, there were so many people there, bro. I was oh, like, I was in shit, you know? And, but at the end of the day, like, that's the way I kind of look at the industry right now. Like we're in a turning point right now of like, you know, excision was going from, you know, headlining festivals to now he's like, has a label. Now he's has his own festival. Yeah. You know, Skrillex went from like creating, you know, synths and like, you know, you know, doing Jack U collabs with the, now they're kind of like, now he has his label and they're doing their own. You know, it's, it's just like at the end of the day now, like everyone's growing. These artists have grown out. Now there's new roots to come in. And like, at, that's why I'm, I, you know, I tell everyone, like, there's not like the, the producing industry for EDM, especially bass music down in Miami is not a very large community. Like it's a very, very small community. Like there's a lot of, like, I know a lot of, like I can name, you know, 50 producers or maybe 30 producers off the top of my head right now that all like produce down here that are kind of in like this group. Right. You know? And, you know, it, it's more about that if you can kind of penetrate that and you can kind of organically grow with all that, you know, you can kind of, I, I know we were talking about the record label thing and it kind of swayed away, but the whole, the Got whole it. point. You're good. You're that, good. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, the the whole point in all of this is because um, I I was actually thinking about this. You know, uh, I was I I went out and I was in the car and I was thinking about you know record labels. It's like how people really approach labels and how they try to you know like you know believe like record labels is the all like it's the goal. It's like it shouldn't be the goal. Like you know like, and you shouldn't even waste your time on sending <laughs> them music. They, like their business, you know, their business yeah. is is all about, you know, releasing music and keeping half of the money to yourself. You know, and they're not they're not like and I'm not saying this. I'm putting this disclaimer. Not all labels are like this, but like the majority of labels are like that. And, you know, as a you know, like you look at you look at like Avicii's document. I don't know if you've seen Avicii's documentary. Oh, absolutely. Or I've seen all of his docs, you know, every every single doc that's been put up from Avicii. That, yeah. yeah, he was my even hero, like man. even Little Peep's documentary too, like Little Peep and like his management and everything. Like, bro, there's there's so many things that are in that industry that like I'm just like, bro, like I don't even want to like succumb. Like, bro, like I'm perfectly fine oh. sitting here making oh. music on my computer. You so, know what I mean? Oh, and, like, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's it's more of the fact of like, it's like, it would be great. It would be amazing. Like, yo, I could get 20 million views on this song and make a hundred racks on Spotify, like in, in a couple months, like bet if you can make that happen. But it's more of the fact of like, what strings are attached to that? Yeah. And, you know, no, no, th- th- like I've, I've, I've dealt with labels. I've dealt with NARs. I've dealt with like, when I, I spit some of the hardest facts in this show throughout, throughout the year on multiple episodes. And when I say it out loud, people look at me like this crazy mania who never made it in the industry. It's like, okay, bet that's your point of view of saying that I've never made it in the industry. But I tell you what, I bet you don't have Motstep's number like I do. Yeah. I, I bet you don't have Nitty Gritty's number like I do. I bet you don't have Shindo, like the Peaches I mean, producer I mean, that he made Justin Bieber's Justin Bieber's <laughs> producer. I bet you don't have his phone number like I do. So it's like it's not like I'm talking out of my ass and saying all this stuff and because I'm a wash up artist. Like no, I've dealt with this over the years. I've dealt with promoters. I used to work for a promoting company. I know all the fuck shit that goes behind the promoting yeah. company. I know what goes around the scenes, especially when you're when you're an up and coming artist and. You don't want to make it. You want to make it now. Like I, I know when there's money going around. Like if money talks bullshit, what's a wig? And like I know everything. I know every dirty little secret. There's a lot of artists that don't know. You know, and I've, I've been, I've been. They tried to blackmail me. They try to blacklist me. They, they try to screw me over, but they can't, bro. Like they can't. It's because I, just I have like a curious bro to the industry. Like I just want to be able to be like, listen, this is me. Like it's almost like it's, it's almost like bringing Kid Cudi PDM, bro. It's like this is me, like and like. All right, you want to say something about me? Like I don't give a fuck at the end of the day. Like, I just tell people mental. like, dude, don't <laughs> don't bother screenshotting the shit that I said. I know what the fuck I said. Like, I'll like, post it before you do. I'll post it before yeah. you do. You know, <laughs> and all oh, I'll preach about it before you even put it out. Like I'll bring out the receipts and everything. It's like I like I bro you. You try to be the good guy and all this, but you know, there's so many fuck shits and then this and you just gotta like cut out the noise at the end of the day though, because there's so much of that. Like regardless of what industry you're yeah. in, like, you noise. Like you just gotta learn to like just cut it out and just tunnel vision yourself, just stay focused and you know, you just stay in your own lane, bro. Like that's what I've realized, like, especially during like from when Rona happened, like it, it was a, a lot of just life reflection. And it was a lot of just like yeah. 
you know, I just have to, and it sounds selfish. It sounds, it might sound harsh, but it's like, bro, I got to like stay true to the people that are around me. The people that are the truest to me, I got to take those people farther, you know, with me. Those are the people I'm going to take with me on this journey. Like, bro, the people that are, you know, that you question, like, is that my friend? Is that, you know, is this person really with me? Like, you know, make damn sure that they are, you know? And like, if, if you're feeling, you know, some type of way about it and there's like negative energy there, negative vibes, like it is what it is. Like maybe just, you know, that relationship just doesn't work, you know, regardless if it's a person, a friend, a business partner, you know, it's it just at the end of the day, like you, I think a lot more people have to fall flat on their face and have to fail a whole lot more. Mm. And like in this, in this thing of like instant gratification, you know, in this world that like of social media where everything's instant, you can go on Amazon and it could be delivered to your house in two hours. You know, like it's, it's more of a fact of like, people need to be more willing to learn because you're going to learn a lot more from failing than you're going to do than succeeding, you know? And like you're, you're, and you're kind of going to find your path along the way. And that's your journey. Like at the end of the day, bro, like a lot of people want like that fame, but it's like, why do you just want to like get there? Like, yeah. why do you want to like why, is, journey, yeah, why is that the angle? Cool. Like, why is that the angle to that? It's like, I want to be famous. Like, why Why can't it be like, man, I want to be the the owner of my own record label. Why it can't it be like, man, yeah. I want to I wanna own this. I want to be this, you know? Like, I want to bring my people to all this, you know? Like, why can't it be these sort of goals that, 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 sh that there shouldn't be a goal right here and that say you made it. Like, no, if you make this goal, all right, Go succeed the next goal. There's another goal behind it. And so on and so on and so on, man. Yeah, my goal when I started DJing was like, I want to, like, straight up. Why I was like, I want to DJ at a warehouse party in Miami Music Week. That was, and I still haven't, haven't yet. Miami Music Week, obviously, you know, coming up here in March, haven't heard anything yet, you know, but that, bro, that was like my whole thing when I started. I was like, exactly. I just, I want to do that, bro. Like, I, like, that would be exhilarating. And, and then it, it turned into this. So, Hey man, that was my same mentality, man. I say, I say to myself, like, my, the first time I came here in Miami, I went to Ultra 2015. That was when Skrillex did his last, like, he was the closer. Yeah. And I said to myself, like, man, next year I want to play at Ultra or something like that. I set myself a, a, a crazy goal like that. You know, at that time I didn't know how exclusive it was to get into Ultra. Like, I, mm -hmm. I found out how it, how hard it is. It really is that hard. But but tell you what, my whole goal was like, I'm going to play in one of these festivals. I'm going to play in one of these festivals. Hear me out. Well, six months later, I play I Life in Color Music Festival. <laughs> and then that same year. Who was that? What year did you play Life in Color? Huh? Was it 2016? The yeah. Cascade? Yeah. Oh, that was dope. I love that. That was, bro, do you remember where you, um? I, I remember during Keys and Crates performance during that, like there was like all these, because it was pouring rain. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's and people were like climbing on the fucking like uh, scaling the uh, the inside of like the tent, like like the actual stands for the tent that went all the way up. They were like climbing on top of them, and like the cops ended up coming out and being like, "Oh, we're gonna Holy shut this down." If you guys don't come down. That was yeah, that was when uh, Jack U. Jack U. Yes, the that's yep. the first time I met Skrillex. Yep. And he had to go to to another. He he had to go to to the private jet. And go to another show that you had to go in South in I Central probably America. Watched, I probably watched your set then, being honest. Bro. Because I, I was, bro, I was at both stages there. And like, bro, I saw pretty much everyone at that event. So I probably Dude, saw your set. I was there. I was work. there for the after party. That same year, I was at Sunset Music Festival in Tampa. No, yeah. That same year, I went to Puerto Rico 
in dream they had their own sold out festival in Puerto Rico. Bro, big big guys, Excision, Zomboy, Megalodon, Firebeats, Jay Hardaway, man, Coon. Like you got monster guys and I performed in the main stage with my homies at that time and we all did back to back like a crazy four way back to back in a 40, full 40 minute set in front of the main stage like that's like dude exhilarating bro like exhilarating like I, I said I said to myself I said like I'm gonna play on a festival I played on two uh, three different festivals one of them wasn't my hometown, you know? That's what and, I'm trying to do. Like, I'm, I'm working to play at a festival right now. It's just, I, and dude, I know it's a you just time, have to keep going, bro, because it does happen. You, ju you just have to work hard for it, bro. Exactly. But keep going at it and don't say you have to be consistent, man, because it does happen. Because, hey, if it did happen to me and I'm a nobody from here, here, I like, I just moved down from my hometown, Puerto Rico. I just moved there and I, I played in, three different festivals more times than any of the locals who will be living in here. They'd be working their ass off more yeah, right. times than me. And they haven't even touched a, uh, a club until I arrive. Yeah. So it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Like anybody can do it. You just have to be work hard and can be consistent. Above all, you have to be kind and humble about yeah, it, man. I agree. You have to appreciate every moment and every set. It doesn't matter if you're like literally the first opener like opening the club. Take the opportunity. Take it. Take the opportunity. Fuck it. Even though I, I hate it. I really hate it. Oh, but, but you know what? My name isn't the flyer. I'm with these guys. I'm backstage. I can hang around with these motherfuckers, network around. And it's just like, it all made sense to me. It's to my mindset is like, it, it, it matters. It works. Like I can talk. I can network. Like I can do a lot of things, you know? So it's, it's all Gucci to me. But yeah, you have to be consistent in the same way that as when it comes to your music, you have to be like that consistent because if you stop, Breathe. that's where people like start losing traction about you. No. But at the same time, and this is where I was getting to earlier, you know, what was thinking about record labels today. Um, record labels want something that's established, like something that's already done. So they don't have to put any work. All the, all the work they have to put is the promotion. Prom the, the yeah. Branding. The, the promotion of the of the song and slapping in their name is like, oh, it's been released by so and so's label, you know, mm -hmm. and your name on it, and that's it. That's all they want. Fucking ARs are lazy as fuck in today's world. But you know, that's how it that's how it is. And that's why I, I tell people it's like, dude, don't don't fucking bother like sending demos or music to these labels. Like they're not gonna listen to it. They don't give a shit. Labels do not listen to music. I don't care what anybody says to me. They don't fucking listen to music because you know why? They're not really interested in you. Like they just have it there just to, you know, on the back burner, like just in case. Exactly. A spam folder. I call it the spam folder. Just say like, you know, just, just to please everybody. But in reality, the way if you, the reality is that they just, like I said, they want someone already done. So what I tell people is like, dude, if you put that so much energy on sending music to these labels, you could have used that same energy to learn how they market the music. Learn their target audience. Learn where they promote and where they go and all this shit. Like, learn that and look for publishing for publishing companies. Like, learn where they have those publishing companies and make a deal with them. You know, and then just release on your songs and have a release every every consistency to the point that you know artists are gonna listen to it. Labels are gonna pay attention, and when they do, they're gonna take a look around to you and say, "Yo, bro, you you released a song not too long ago. It was dope." 
You have any more of those? Now, now you got the label's attention. You see, you didn't, you didn't send them all the songs, giving them no, a peach. Not, no, that, and that's the whole goal. It's like Nav said on a song, he was like, blew off Interscope. I forgot what the rhyme was, but he's like, I blew off Interscope and like went and like did something else. Like, I forgot like what the actual verse was, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, that's hard. I was like, imagine Interscope hitting you up and you're just like, nah, I'm just going to not even go. Yeah, to- <laughs> bro, come on. Like, that's how, that's how it's supposed to do, bro. That's how it's supposed to be like, bro. You want those motherfuckers to be kissing your ass not right. not the way not the other way around yeah. it's like it's like at the end of the day bro it's like you're pushing what to owe them money it's like yeah. you're basically to like basically open up a credit card and basically say like hey i can have my credit yeah. line but then i'm gonna owe this and if i fuck up if anything happens you know you're Bro, you hear you hear the horror stories and people. Yeah, bro. Like I've seen, I've seen it, bro. I've seen some of these contracts. I've seen these stories like in first hand. That not me personally, but you know, people that are around me. And I was just like, damn, bro. Like this is some fucked up shit. It's just not worth it. Like it, it, at the end of the day, for me, like it's like. And I think I think it like if we were talking ten years ago, like we were talking 10, 15 years ago, and having the same conversation would have to probably be in person because there wouldn't be a yeah no that's what that's what would never happened yeah yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it would, you would need a record label because like you're having like you need like a CD. It needs to go on the radio. It needs like you need those connections. Yeah. But in today's terms, when you have streaming services that are running shit, like who the fuck goes on iTunes and really buys anything anymore? You have Apple Music, you have Spotify, you have Prime Video, you know Prime Music, you have SoundCloud. You know those are like the, the title. You know, and those are like the five main you know streaming services other than like YouTube that people are using. You know, and like, if you could just capture audiences on those, like, bro, like, you don't really need a record label anymore. Like, you really don't. Exactly. Like, exactly. And especially, especially, especially if, if by the time labels are trying to reach you because you're already being building that attraction and that consistency. It's you, like, where were you in the beginning? Like, why? Are, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, friends, you it, know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something like that, you know, because. Obviously, you can you cannot also take it personally from their point of view. Yeah. You know, it's it's business. You know, yeah, you're unknown. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. exactly. But then on the other side, the way I look at it is like, okay, dudes, like, what can you offer me? Because it's like, if it's just you slapping your name on my song and just have that promoting market, like, I already did it on my own. I figured it out. I already got my people. Or I already got, or I'm doing it myself. Like, what really do you offer me? Like, I can just yeah. continue doing this and continue to grow a little bit more and more until like, you know, I made it. Oh, yeah. oh well, I mean, you can't suppose by our people. It's like, well, what if some of your people are my people? You don't know. But it's like, what do I really need? And at that point, that's what I told people. It's like, you really don't need a label at that point because you, if you're already doing it and you already got a publishing company deal with someone, you know, like, do you really need a label? Like, you might as well continue on and just send these songs to these artists. It's like, hey, you, f- you fuck with? I mean, you you can go ahead and play if you want, or they, if they DM you, bro. It's like it's more of the fact of like if you fuck with this, like if you fuck with me, like as a person, you fuck with my music. If I fuck with you, like it's a cohesive thing, yeah. and I I think that's where like the most beautiful songs and like beautiful things happen, like and when it's organic and it's not like bro. I keep going back to like it being forced or it being organic, but. You know, a lot of I feel like a lot of shit in this industry nowadays just seems too forced. Yeah, like, it's all it's, fake, bro. It, 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 too it, obvious. Like, like I just hate it. I just hate it. I just hate it because you know I hate when when I hear these stories that you know the labels they only like they're not gonna look at your they're not they're not judging you based on your talent. They're judging you based on your pulls on 
What's what's yeah. your Instagram poll? What's your TikTok poll? Your Twitter poll? Facebook? Whatever your social yeah. media poll? Like that's the only reason why they will only care about you. They don't care if you're telling like shit. I have talked. I had talked with people with that in this show, in this show, and they save me some of their music, and I'm like fucking blown away with their music. Like holy shit, you're more talented than me. You literally are there. Like you're there. Like you should be already established artists. And I'm surprised some of these labels hasn't even snatched at you. It's like, did you send it to these people and these people? And they'll and they'll give me the same. It's the same answers, bro. It's like, yeah, I send it over. But there's like. They don't even like they don't care. They don't respond. Um, they do, but they like it's not in it for them. Even though it's like I did it exactly that fits their label standards. Yeah. You know, it's like and then I look at his I look at their uh, social media posts and I'm like, see that that's what it is. Like you're not there. Like you're not there social media wise. You don't have enough attraction for them to take a chance over. Like they don't want to take a chance anymore. They want yeah. they want you already 10K followers. Yeah. And release your music. It's like at that point, it's like if I already have 10k followers, the fuck do I need you? I could just do this on my own. Fucking Russ did it. Yeah. Fucking Russ did it. And look where he is right now. You know, bro. That's why I look at all the and that's why I use all those people as like examples like that because it's like going. It's like if they can do it, like bro, like you can figure it out. You can also make oh, it happen. I'll give you a better one. I'll give you a better one. This is already. I've already done, said this before um, on another episode, but thankfully nobody's listen to it i guess i don't know but my boy needy greedy he was ready to release an ep with never say die okay and and then do you want to know which song was the song that he was about to release with never say die which song crack no shit they fucking love it to the point like some boy was playing it all the time like a lot of the I mean, artists that's, a- that's bro that's that's just a ridiculous song that's just yeah woo. And it had a different name at the time, I remember. Um, and never say that I say like, yeah, though, but you know, I feel like we need to change some a lot of things. We need to change the drop. You need to add a little bit this and this and that. It's like they were trying to fit their narrative. They went a whole control. And Nitty was yeah. like, um, the song is good as it is. Like, I don't need to change it. And um, your artists are playing it. Like your the your biggest artist in your label is playing it. Um, Skrillex is playing it. Um other people are playing it and they were like, well, if you don't, if you don't really, if you don't do it the way we want it, then we're not going to release your EP. You know what that motherfucker did to those guys, right? I mean, he went, did he, I, I know he really said it's a single, so. But did you know who picked it up as a single? I do not. Motherfucking Tiesto. No shit. I did not know that. Tiesto released that song at Musical Freedom. Wow. You know because he released that song. He released the song on his own. And something somehow, like, I don't know how it got to Tiesto's ears. And Tiesto heard the whole story. And he's like, dude, pull it out. Let me release it on my, on my label. I'll, I'll play it in Ultra and everything. Damn, so it was more of like a fuck that. Like, bro, that's awesome. So much respect for that shit. That- so much respect for that wow. legend, bro. Tiesto, of all people who's a house guy, is like, ah, oh, let me just played this song you know just for shits and giggle bro and he played that he released it on his label and he played it at ultra and everybody was just like wild and surprised that that it came a shock shock value to everybody it was like what the fuck what is this tiesto dubstep what what is this nitty-gritty what and i remember everybody in ultra that year play crack 
every fucking everybody. So that has to be like the biggest fuck you to to that label. That's almost like with like the uh, the Dead Mouse Martin Garrix beef, where where Dead Mouse played uh, Old McDonald had. A oh farm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that mouse. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck yeah. You know, just like, oh my God, I love it. Like, bro, when, when that, when, when shit like that happens, like, bro, but like, that's a story like I didn't know about. So like, damn, I mean, <laughs> even like when there's a backstory to it, that's when it becomes even better. That's, that's, yeah, exactly. And it's those type of bad stories that I hear very often, you know, that, that does happen on a daily basis. And, you know, I commend uh, my boy Needy for, for taking that that leap of faith and believing itself, like knowing to believe itself to say like, dude, I know my song is good. Like, I'm not trying to win my own horn, but I know it's good because if your artists are playing it, it's good. If other artists are playing it, it means it's good because if it's good and other people are playing it, why should I change it? What, what needs to be changed for that? And it's just like, fuck it. And that day four arm, that's why Needy, release singles on his own like because he already has his own publishing company mm-hmm. so now he's just releasing music on his own on his own label and he gets all the all the royalties granted there are times in which he releases an ep with matt decent and spinning records and Com- confessions ep what was it with um to chime well, see that label. that that sounds like more like honestly like and i i tell people this also like Bro, like Nitty Gritty is one of the artists that I feel I resonate most with. I know he's from South Florida too. So like, it's more the fact of like, bro, but he does, he does dubstep. He does Grammy award winning stuff. He does house with side piece, bro. Like he's doing so many things and he just, I see him and he's just like, he's like, I'm me. This is what I'm making. It's like the same thing. Like I trust myself that, that this is something and I, and that I respect the fuck out of. And like my boy Richard is literally like the biggest nitty gritty fan. Well, he literally like I think nitty gritty by this point because he goes to all this band shows. Holy like, bro, we were at we were at the Super Bowl fan fest during Super Bowl when there was like 150 people in the crowd, 200 right. people, and he's there with his jersey and shit. Like, just go. And I mean, probably in the past like couple years, he has like eight or nine pictures with him after the shows. And yeah, dude, it's just been like, even in my friend group, like nitty gritty has been like a thing for like years, bro. Like everyone's like, this is the guy. Like first it was like, it was like, we came across carnage. And then it's like, once we started like listening to carnage, then it was like kind of everyone that was kind of surrounding that with that sound. It was like, you know, Valentino Khan, nitty gritty, say my name, grave digger, Tommy, like, bro, it was like Chris Finn, you know, all these other artists that kind of just, it's like you build a web. It's like, you have like one artist that you find, they have people, you know, that like they play and then you can kind of just keep, you know, endless and you can find, you know, new artists that, you know, you resonate with, that, you know, who knows, maybe in the future you collab with them. I agree, bro. And it's funny you say that uh, about your friend that's named Richard. That's Nitty's name, Richard, too. No shit. I mean, he, his name is that. Ricky, Ricky Mears. No, I'm gonna tell him that. I mean, he might know. I didn't. I didn't know that. But yeah, Ricky Mears. Yeah, I'm I mean, tell, I'm that. that was his before Nitty Gritty. He was Ricky Mears. His actual that was his stage name, which was his actual oh, name. Shit. Yeah. Okay. He was when he was doing melodic dubstep for Seven Lions and Skip Marley and all that shit. That that was his fan, Skip, uh, Rich, uh, Ricky Mears, and that's and that's where he like revamped himself to become Nitty Gritty. 
Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he likes him so much. Maybe. Like, oh, yeah, maybe. Same name. I mean, why? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he'll be at like EDC Vegas. And he'll be like, "This is the only set I care about." Like, <laughs> like going to any gritty set. <laughs> Bro, I've, like I've seen him in actions. Like I don't really need to see him anymore because I know he's gonna kill it. Like I know, like he's like probably the one and only artist that I know that you can put him on any stage and he will just perform, man. Bro, the fact that he came out with a song with Jimmy Levy, that's where I was like with Matrix. That's where I was just like, because my boy, I went to um, I went to high school with high reds. Oh, so really? he, he just made like those. He's been making like a couple of songs with Jimmy Levy and all that. And bro, like I was just like, when they made that. So I have I talked to Jimmy from time to time on Instagram. And like, I was just like, yo, like that is crazy. Like the VIP and everything that they came out with. And the fact that Nitty, like, like, bro, when I saw that, like Nitty Gritty Jimmy Levy and I saw like the content of what the song, I was like, yo, I was like, all right, Nitty's, Nitty's about that shit. Like I, I fuck with him. I have another, I have another story related to Jimmy and, and Nitty as well. Yeah. And this was a year before Corona. So it was 2019. I went to the studio to see him because it's like a ton of time. I hardly get to see him. So I yeah. was like, motherfucker, are you are you home? Are you are you in the studio? It's like, yeah. All right, I'm gonna see you, bro, because I don't know when is the next time I'm gonna I'm not gonna see you. All right. So I'm just gonna see you and whatnot. It's like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna make your music in the studio, come chill with us. It's like, all right, bet. I met Jimmy. And then we went to the studio and I, they were gonna they were doing a collab. So I was just like on my laptop doing my fan, you know. And then I a few times I had to like pause because I was trying to hear what they were doing and I was just like what the fuck bro <laughs> this is some wild shit you know which song they were making while I was with them in the studio which is like from scratch scratch Listen, I don't know if I don't if Nitty Gritty and Jimmy Levy have another song that I don't know about I definitely need to know about it now all in no shit yeah all in look at that He released it on an EP at Spinning Records last year in 2020. I did not know Jimmy Levy was on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. No. I just like, saved him. Dude, there's I so... Had, I had no idea. Bro, like, there's certain... Like, I'm not even gonna... I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I know that song if I don't. Like, yeah. Dude, I was there when they were making it, and I was just, like, blown away because the way... How Jimmy was start singing, and then how... Fucking Nitty just creating the sauce out of nothing and just like da -da 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 -da, and then he already has the hook out around it. I'm like, what? Like you happened. already have the drop and he just sings it and then just builds it up and then like what? It was just so beautiful, the song. And I was just like <laughs> blown away. And then when the song came, when the song was released last year in 2020 during the pandemic and he released a video of it, I was just like, oh my God, I cry. It's like I was part of this project in like the smallest portion. Like I was there when he was making it. I dedicated it to my fiance. I was like, like, babe, like I was part of this project. Like I saw it when they started. Like it's a beautiful song. I dedicate this for you. Like this is, you know, holy shit, bro. Like I'm telling you. Were you at the Street Life music video shoot? Because I saw like when he did like that whole collab with the rappers and everything. Because like we. Um, like me and my boys, we used to go to like all those uh, car events and shit. And I, I, never, I saw he was there and I broke some of the cars and I was just like, wait a sec. I was like, that's street life. I was just like, and I knew that immediately. Once I saw like the 350Z or the 370Z, I was like, yeah, oh, like that. I was like, I was like, that's street life. And I literally like looked it up and then I saw like street life posted like, oh, thanks for nitty gritty to be out. I'm like, bro. I'm like, no, I'm like, why did, why wasn't I there that night? <laughs> like, Dude. The no, one like that, you know, 
whenever he does these music videos down here, like I try, I try to go, but if I don't, I I just can't. Like I've been on his earlier days, I was a lot, I was in a a lot more on his music videos than I am now. Now he's like on a professional level, like you know, yeah, like earlier on, yes, I was. Now I'm like. You know, whenever I get a chance, you know, but most of the time, motherfucker does it when I'm working or if, yeah. if I'm not working, I'm like, fuck, bro. I, I got to wake up early in the morning to go to work like the shit. So like, yeah, no, it, it's good, man. I, I need to say hi to this motherfucker. I need to it's say good. if he if he could come back again to do another one, because he's now even more busier with side piece and needy is like doing a tour short, you know. But we'll see, man. Um, by the way, I forgot to ask you this. You know, when it comes to um, uh, what's what's the word? You know, oh my god, I just blacked out the word. How the fuck? And I had it in my head. I had it in the tip of my tongue. What 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 is it that when you guys um are are in a loop are, and it's stuck that you feel stuck? Like writer, like writer's block. Basically. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Fucking a! I can't believe no, it. Maybe I almost, I almost find it better to like just take a break like honestly like i'll just try to like just walk away for a bit because it's like if you're having like crazy just like writer's block and you're just in the same loop and you know nothing's happening it's like i don't know for me i just find it better to just say there's always another day like there's always tomorrow like you know for me to like just pick it back up again and then usually what happens is i'll just pick it back up and then something new will happen mm. and that old idea that i had i was like oh fuck that idea this idea is so much better you know, and it's just, you build on them and, you know, and I've had writer's block before. I mean, it, you have songs that you can, you know, put together and you put it together in, you know, a couple hours and you're just like, oh, fuck, you know, and then there's ones that take a couple weeks to put together just because you're hitting points of just right, right. blocks. Like I have a whole buildup. I just I have no idea where I want to go for the drop. So it's just like, I have like, there was one song I had, like, I swear to God, I had like 30 different drops for it, like all like layered out. And I was trying different combinations of them mm-hmm. and i was just like you know what and i just went bot shift bot delete and i deleted all of them and i just said i'm starting over. and i literally just started with a brand new drop and i fuck with the new drop better than any of the other ones i had so it's just it's more of the fact of like sometimes you just have to like disconnect and just like kind of just like refocus yourself you know and then you know it will come to you eventually that's the way that i always see it you know like it's like i'm not in any rush to sit here and like make the like, it's not like i'm it's i'm looking for like the guinness book of world records to like make a song like it's i'm i'm always just trying to be like i'm trying to create quality content like quality music you know that i relate to that i want other people to relate to and if it takes a month to make this song then so be it you know dude like i i have songs that i'll work on and then i'll be like i want to create a whole nother song and i'll work on like couple other projects while like this other one's just kind of like slowly getting better and some of the other ones could be like done very quickly and then i'm like all right let me go back to this other one and you know maybe i learned something in that month or two and then i'm like let me try that on this you know and you know you never you never know where you know where it could go so it's safe to say that you do believe in writer's block, right? Yeah, bro. Hell, I mean, it's all, it's going to happen. Like you're going to have your off days. Like you're going to have days, you know, like there's days I start producing and I'm just like, I just don't feel it right now. And I'll just like step away for a little bit. And then like an hour will go by and I'll be like thinking and I'll just be like, oh, okay. I know what I want to do with this now. And it will, it will just come to you, man. Like, and at the end of the day, like you can't rush it. It's a process, you know, like everything in life's a process and you just have to like, just realize that. And, you know, if writer's block happens, you know, to anybody else, you know, just 
you know, maybe what someone else does is different than what I do, but just do something and, you know, kind of just try to take your mind off of it right. and, you know, come back to it with a clean slate. And I agree. I, and, and, and I ask this to everybody because everybody has a different answer. Everybody definitely has a different answer. Like in the case of needy that we keep reeling his name back, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his ears is blowing up. Um, he did mention on the episode that I did with him. He says like, um, like he doesn't like really believe the term of writer's block, but it's like his belief of writer's block is not the same like other people's way of writer's block. Like when somebody's saying like, you know, it's like, oh, I did a, a shitty job, you know, and this is that that's not being writer's block. That's just, you know, you did a bad execution out of it, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I mean, like there, there's things that like I'll hear and I'll, sometimes I'll just, you know, I'll go two months of just listening to a song, like the same drop. And I'm just like, there's something that just, it's not there yet. Yeah. You know, like I'll show people songs and I'll be like, it's 80% there. You know, it's like, it's almost there, but it's just there. There's something that I just don't like. And then it just, I don't know bro, it just eventually just comes. To yeah. Like, it's just random. Like it's, it's not it's, like, it's not like you get planned for when it like comes to you. It just right. does. Yeah, and 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 I agree with 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 you, and I agree with him with in those terms. You know, it's very different how you look at writer's block in that case. But if like if you let's say like if you do are experiencing writer's block, what the best thing you can do is just step away and do something. What I always do, what it always helps me is that when I'm in writer's block, is that I do I do some of my hobbies. You know, yeah, I either spend time with my fiance or. I go, um, I go to these Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and I play yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh or I go watch a movie with my cousins, you know, and you gotta do something. Like, play video games. Yeah. Do something, do something productive, do something outside of, no of what you normally do. And, you know, when you're music right. and eventually it's going to happen. One thing that we did mention, you know, like that when it comes to those terms of writers, like the best way to do that, all that stuff is that, you know, do all those hobbies and, it will come back when you least expect it because uh, the way he was explaining it to me and I was like, okay, this is the way I'm going to explain it to others as well because it makes total sense. It's like um, brain, you're trying to use your brain as much as you can and you're basically, you know, going full throttle on your brain and your brain needs, your brain needs a, like, like a breather, you know, he needs like, yeah. yo, calm down. So when you calm down, that's when your brain can start thinking again. But how do you do that? How do you do you do that psychologically? You know, like it's when when you do stuff automatically that you don't have to think about it. For example, when you're driving a car, are you thinking that you're driving a car or your your body is just doing it? Just natural. It's just like an instinct. Like sometimes you can zone out. And you're just like, oh fuck, I'm driving. Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> something like that because you like because you're already like your body got used to the idea of driving that you don't think that much. You just know that you just have to go there and that's it. You know, you don't think much when you're taking a shower. You're not thinking that you're taking a shower. You're just doing it. You know, you're just doing all the stuff. You're breathing. You're not like, all right, I have to breathe in. All right. I have to breathe out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like brushing your teeth. You're, you're not thinking about brushing your teeth. You're just doing it. Taking a shit. You're just doing it naturally, <laughs> you know, like at all these, you know, these things. Unless you have Mo's, unless you have like Mo's, then you're like, you know, 15 minutes after this, like, I know I'm taking well, a shit. Like, I, mean, I know, like, I already, you're prepped the bat, the candles on, like, you already, you already, you already know. Like, <laughs> that's why I, I told my fiance, like, yo, you keep eating that Mo's, bro. Like, 
that's it. That's saying ain't gonna fly with me. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like it's those times in which you're not you're not thinking. You're just doing. You're just acting on instinct, basically. Yeah. And that's when your brain starts to breathe again, and that's when your brain starts to accumulate once more. And it's when it those times, and it's like the idea just pops out, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I literally have to go back to the computer and do this, like. You know, that whole funny saying that you're like, oh, some of your best ideas comes in the shower. You know, it's because of that. That's yeah. why your best ideas comes when you're taking a shower or, or you're taking a dump. You know, it's because like that's because you're doing everything on instant. You're not thinking. And that's where your brain starts to like, on autopilot at that point. You're just kind of like taking a break. Like, yeah, you know, and like. Yeah, bros. That's why. That's why when you get out of the saddle, you just want to go back again to the, to to a computer and start doing shit, man. Because that's when you like, I got it right here. I got it right here. I need to yep. put it out there and bang. When you had it right there, you're like, wow, like wow, boo. I did this, you know, bro. That was like me when I came back. I'll send you the. the I'll send you the track that I, I finished. I'll I'll actually send. I'll send you a good amount of them. Absolutely. After- I'll send you some of mine right. as well. Cool. Send them over. But bro, like I, you know, I went out last night, came back and it's like one, one thirty in the morning. Mm. And then I ended up like working on the song until like two, two thirty. And then, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, all right, I, but bro, like the second I got back home, I'm just like right back on my computer, you know, finishing up the track. And then, you know, this morning mixed it, you know? So it's like, all right, nine thirty this morning, I'm getting up first thing out of bed. And I'm just like, come and put my headphones on making it happen. Yeah. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like for less than 24 hours to like create that. And it's like, it, in my opinion, it's like, it could be done, but it's like, it, um, it's not done. Cause like, I always like, like there will be something that I hear that I'm like, oh, I don't need to change that. Right. I mean, I, I can make this better a little bit. And you know, there's always something in me that like trying to make it better and always trying to like, like I said, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to it. So it's like, even if it's like, you know, some sort of like riser that I need to put just to transition like right. one part a little bit better. Like so it can be very, very subtle things, but those subtle things equate to what the entire picture of it is. So, and I think all of it's important. So that's why, you know, I, I, I don't like to just like make something and just put it right out. Like I'll sit on it for a little bit. Cause I, I want to like make sure that like, this is, this is the final product that I want to show. For. Right. Yeah. Now, when when it's funny that you mentioned I you know you were going out and you came back to make music and uh, now when you're on that fast track of making music like should you actually yeah. go out and do and you know do whatever you gotta do or should or you should better off and stay and continue producing? I think there should always be a balance. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like like there's been there's been times where like shit like people will like come over and hang out. Like I'll have friends hanging out and I'm like sitting producing and like us hanging out and like, they're all like people are just sitting on the couch and I'm just sitting here producing like, and everyone's like, Oh shit. Like, you know, we're just sitting here chilling. And like, then there's also times where it's just like shit. Like we want to go out to like a club or go out to a festival or just mm-hmm. go out like, you know, enjoy ourselves. Like there came a point in time where my girl was like, babe, she's like, babe, the only time that we go out is when you're performing. It's like, you know, when we, when we go out to like a club or like another right. club or something, right, babe. Never mind. But, <laughs> she didn't hear me. That's and, good. That's good. But it's better. It's better. And, off. But bro, so so yeah, and you know, and I was just like, you know, you're right. So we just, you know, we've been, you know, I've been trying to at least go out to just more concerts. Like mm. shit, I'm going to Cyclops Cove on um, next That's Saturday. Dope. Electronics. That's and dope. I'm performing at the the event afterwards. So I got invited to play at that. 
Woo! So there's like, they're just, and that just happened. I wasn't even planning on that. Just happened randomly. They're like, right. I got asked, I'm like, oh, do you want to come play a slot afterwards? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's make it happen. again. Like, take every opportunity. But you know, it's just, it's more of the fact of like, yeah, dude, you have to enjoy yourself, and like, you have to like really hone in to like the reason why. Like for me, it was like going to these events when I was younger, and like mm-hmm. realizing like the, the the energy and just like the crowd control and just like, you know, that one guy up there is like setting the whole entire vibe of this place. And, you know, it's just kind of honing back into that and, and just about having fun at the end of the day. And like, I don't think that like, if music was so serious as just like sitting in your room and just like doing nothing, like it wouldn't be like, in my opinion, it just wouldn't be fun. Like you got to go out and live life. You got to, you know, have a balance, you know, like, you know, I'd like, I don't have like all the friends in the world. My friends that are in my group are very, very close to me. And they're, they're my, I consider them my brothers or my sisters, Right. you know? So it's more a fact that I keep those people close and it's like, you know, there's sometimes we just want to go out or, Hey, let's go take a trip to Colorado for the weekend. All right, let's go, you know, or let's, you know, go, you know, on a road trip, you know, to Orlando for the weekend. Let's just, you know, go as a group. All right, let's go. You know, or my girl's like, oh, let's, you know, just go away or let's, you know, just do something, just me and you, like, let's go on date night. Like, bro, like, I'm not just going to sit there and just be like, no, like I'm producing. I can't go do anything. Like, it, I don't think that life should be that way. And that's just the way that I look at it. I For someone agree. else, it could be different. But yeah, dude, I think there should always be a balance with it. And I think it's also important to just like have fun. I mean, obviously, if like I'm trying to be successful too, like there's a limit, like I can't be sitting here partying every night. Like it, you know, or going out every night or doing things like that. So there, there has to be a balance of it, you know? Well, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree, man. It's, it's, it's a very great conversation that I'm having with you, man. It's very, it's very insightful and tells me yeah, a lot about you, man. And do I want to continue on talking to you, man, but we're going to wrap this up for, with a few more questions, man. Oh yeah. Um, sound designing, what's your sense on it? Is, is, do you believe it's a luxury or a necessity? I mean, I guess kind of both. Cause I, I don't know for me, dude, like I know a little bit about it. I don't know. Like I haven't taken like master classes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned. So it's not like I ha- I'm sitting here with like all the knowledge in the world about it. So it's like, for me, it would kind of be both because it's like me, I would say that like, I need to learn more be- in order to become a better producer but it is also a luxury because I feel like my production right now is amazing. Mm. It could get better. So, but like that, something like that would be, you know, I guess a luxury too. I don't know. It's kind of like a, a double-edged sword, I guess, but I think it's definitely something that's important. And I think it's something that, you know, I need to strive to work more on like that and, you know, music theory and, you know, certain like chord progressions and stuff like that. Like it's just, that's, you know, sound design, like with serum and creating your own sounds and everything. I mean, I think that's vitally important, you know, and that's, that's more what I've been trying to work on recently. Cause like, it went from me, like understanding, like obviously the full aspect of like the, the music structure, like the song structure and like understanding at certain points. Cause like, I'll have people like that have been like, you know, producing for a while and they'll listen to my stuff and be like, you really understand like sound structure, like where certain things need to be at certain times and like where the builds need to go. Like everything sounds like professional, but as far as like sound design and like sitting there on serum and, you know, creating my own sounds or whatever, that shit's hard. I'm not going to lie. Like that is is a lot, you know, and I don't, I'm, I'm an amateur. I like, I'm not even going to sit here and like front, but you know, so I think there's a lot more to learn with it. And I think anyone that's like, like you watch like subtronics or someone like that, like live stream, like, bro, they're on serum and they're creating all their own sounds. Like it's, it's something that, but then again, I used to watch, 
people on Ableton back when I didn't produce. And I used to be like, that shit was really hard. And now I'm like producing on Ableton. So it's like, you know, I know it's something that I can definitely learn, right. you know? I mean, I, so yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely understand the question, but it's, it's more of, obviously it's, ne- it's necessary for someone to continue to grow and like learn about sound design and learn about more about music and how to create their own sound. But yeah. It's not, it's not a perfect answer. Like there's no right or wrong with it. I just yeah. like to ask it because every person that I do ask it has a different definition, a different belief at it. Like majority of the people will say it's more of a necessity, but I, that people, most of these people are more in the base area. And I, and I do agree. Like if you're a base producer, it should be a necessity for you to learn sound yeah. designing because that's how you stand out from other people. Like you don't want to say sound the same as others, you know, Yeah. as I other agree. established person, you want to sound different. You want to sound different than others, you know? And, that, and I believe that sound designing is like, how, it's, it, it's the make or break sound for your, for your, for your brand, you know, because it's, yeah. It's what makes your your brand, you know, like and it should be a necessity for everybody who does it. Like maybe it should maybe it's not your maybe it shouldn't be your priority as priority number one, but it should be one of yeah, those. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it. but it's definitely one of those top priorities that you should have. Like, yes, priority number one is learn music theory. Priority number two is, you know, learn how to mix master and I will say prior number three or four, that's where you should know sound designing. You know, that's yeah, I mean, all do. those things are on like my checklist of like what I'm trying to get better at mm-hmm. at this point, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, and you know, maybe five years from now or, you know, a couple of years from now, it'll be a different checklist of that because I would have learned it, but you know, there's always more to learn with it. You know, like shit, look at dead mouse's studio. He's got fucking plugs and shit going in there. Like, bro, there's so much shit the to guy, learn with it. It's the guy insane. just basically just tweets around crap on yeah. other crap. And then all of a sudden you got a sound and you're like, holy fuck, this guy. No, definitely. Um, One of the funnest ways that I do sound designing is, you know, I do a simple bass using basic shapes um, on serum. I draw, I draw out my, my, uh, my drop. It could be like the simplest crap, but what I do is like I resample and I use like all mostly a lot of the Ableton stock plugins like LFO, Corpus, mm. you know, and they're good. They're fire. Frequency shifters, and then I use my my favorite one, Portal, which is a granulator synthesizer, and you just slap at those sounds and resample the fuck out of it. You hear the most gnarliest and cleanest shit that you can ever think about. Man, it's so. It's so sick, man. It's so sick. And it's like, see, this is like the easiest way for me to sign this. And before you know it, I already got my entire job written down. I just slap with the, all the resamples and boom. Yep. And it's already built. It's already built, you know. So it's just a, a fun way. And that's how I make it. All my too, yeah, you know? it's efficient too as well, you know. Um, I, I wanted to ask you this, bro, because it's like, it's a little bit under the nose, but, you know. Why gringo? All right, here we go. Like, do you know what gringo is? You know, for I us, I know exactly what gringo what, what, is. What, what, so. And you know what us Hispanics tell you guys? I come, half of my family's Cuban. Oh, interesting. So when, my, when my dad got remarried, he got remarried into a Cuban family. And all my life, since I was like seven years old, mm. I was always like, my dad was gringo and I was always gringito. And it was all, you know, you always go to the family events, you know, 
Noche Buena, you know what yeah, I mean? All the, yeah, all the yeah, events, bro. Yeah, yeah. And like, it was always Gringuito. And then as I got a little older, it became Gringo. And they're like, oh, hey, Gringo, like, hey, pasó, Gringo. Like, and that was always it. And like, I had no idea, like, when I was like young, it was like, oh, you're like a white American. But it's like, bro, like, when I like, talk to people, like, people will be like, you're the whitest motherfucker I know. Like, you know what I mean? It is like, <laughs> and, you know, and you know what I mean? And I'm just sitting there and like, you know, it, it, it really, like, even when I would go down to Miami, when I was like 19, 20, 21, and I would like go and like, you know, hit on girls or talk to people, people, you know, Bro, I'd walk up to chicks and I would like be like, I'd be like, oh, es tu muy bonita, like como te ama. And like, I'm like, they would like look at me like, is this guy speaking fucking Spanish to me right now? <laughs> and they'd be like, and they'd be like, oh, like, me amo or me amo, whatever, whatever their name was. They asked me for my name and I'm like, me amo gringo. And they would, bro, every single person would like always get like the biggest kick out of that. Like, just cause like, you know, I would nonchalantly just like, like speak, you know, and it's just like, bro, like it's just all my life. It's been that like, it, I've always just been in my family, like, yeah, gringo. So I was just like, when I was trying to think of a name, I was just like, yo, like what would be perfect? And I'm like gringo. But then I like, you know, honestly to like, you know, bring like that heavy hitting shit. Right. So I did the exclamation point as like, like the, and that's why I have the eye flipped. So yeah, I mean, that, that's really like why my name is like the way it is. And yeah, dude, it's, I mean, it's been since I was like seven years old. So it, it didn't just like come randomly and I'm just like, oh shit, that's what I'm going to name myself. Because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people like don't know there's like a crazy, like, bro, I'm like, yeah, I mean, in 20 years I've been called that. So it's like, yeah. Well, it's fun to know that backstory because I really wanted to know that backstory. I was like, it's I don't so, know. bro, it's funny because it's like, bro, like it, that's where it, like I want to play in Miami a lot too. Because it's like, bro, you go in Miami and this dude named Gringo's playing. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I thought was like the funny, like it's it's like almost like a troll also. Like I just think it's just like that's it's, like, my first one. It's like I'm walking on the stage. <laughs> Dude, that's that's my part. I was like, man, I think this motherfucker is just trolling everybody. Like yeah, he knows so that like, he's a I'm he's a, a white troll. boy. And he's making dubstep as a white boy, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm a green. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, well, I but I needed to know. I needed to know. It's like, it's like when you're talking to someone from like Ohio, but I'm like the white dude from like Miami. You know, they yeah. a lot of people might be like, oh, it's Fort, like Fort Lauderdale. Like, but like, you know, around the world, it's like Miami. Like everyone knows where Miami is. Yeah. And you know what I mean? If you're just the gringo from Miami. Everyone always gets a laugh out of it. Like I've never had, like, I've always thought of people being like, do you think people would like, and I've asked my, like, do you think people would like take offense to that? Cause I'm not like trying to be like offensive. Like, it's just right. like, you know what? I was just like, yo, and like, no one has ever said anything. So that's why I've always just been like, all right, I've just been running with it. I, that's a great story. Yeah. Person only name too. I never even, I didn't have like another like DJ name beforehand. I was just always been great. Well, that's good. Keep it, you know, Hey, it's brandable and yeah, it's right. easy. It's easy to move, and you know you it you. you that's you why take I don't kick out of it. Email, but my email is Ola. It's Gringo, and she, so that's why I was. I want to know how when when these business corps are like trying to make a serious emails, like, hey, we want to offer you something, and they they read their emails like Ola. It's going Hmm. I see what you're doing there. I just try to stand out. You know what I mean? I just like, like, bro. No, no, no. Like, you, you made it, you made it very perfectly clear that you're standing now. Like, no, that, that, you, you did it. You did it. You're doing <laughs> it. So, and bro, it's like, it's almost like, cause I'm not sitting here and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like, 
it's just very nonchalant. It's like, it's like once you know who I am, like once you like get to know, it's like, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Like, you know, like, just keep it, keep, keep at it, man, because it's definitely brandable, man. You're doing, you're standing now from others and, and it's one of the hardest things for many artists like that. Many artists, like when they started out, they changed their names like multiple times until they stick to the right name as like, this is the name, you know? So, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, and, and you know, at the end of the day, if I felt like my name wasn't like where I wanted it to be, I probably would change it too. Like, honestly, like, right. but I just, it was just, it, it resonates with me like so much deeper than just like a DJ. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it, so like, that's why I was like, this is perfect. I was like, this is what I was like, I was like this is what it's going to happen. And yeah, you know, that's, that's just how it, how it all began. Well, what has been your greatest accomplishment up till now? Accomplishment as in music wise or in, it could be both. I mean, me, I mean, I have literally the love of my life by my side. Ooh. So, you know, Ooh. definitely the girl I'm going to get begin married to one day. That's so, sub. There you, and, go. you know, I'm definitely blessed to have come across her because at the end of the day, like yeah, she's waving at me right now. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, say, like say those nice things. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, dude, I've, I've went through a lot, like a lot of business ventures. I went right. through a lot of different shit and I mean, at the end of the day, bro, I'm just happy where I'm at. I'm very excited to see where I'm going. I mean, I think the dopest thing as a DJ, what happened was I opened up for, for Rated R, right? I don't know if you know who Rated R is. He made the song Bomp Bomp yeah. from Orlando too. So he's a guy, he's yeah. from Florida also, dope guy. And um, like, I was like two sets before him. He was like, so I was like the, the pre-pre-opener or whatever. Yeah. And bro, like, like, like seven minutes into the set, there is like mosh pit, like a humongous mosh pit that just opened up. Cause they, bro, like I came, I was like, I was like, this set's going to destroy people. It was like one of those sets. It was like, I made the set to like solely to like, like this, it's going to fucking destroy. People. Right. And you know, like it just bro, seven minutes in people are moshing and the mosh continued and continued and it up until rated R came out. And then it still, and bro, like I, I don't, I really lost count of like how many people came up to me, but they were like, you started that. You know what I mean? They're like, you started that shit at the end of the day, right. you know? And it was just cool to me because it's like, that's kind of like, sorry, my dog didn't know it was sniffing my feet. It's my dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's really at the end of the day, bro. Like, that's what I'm trying to like really do. Like that vibe of like, Oh, like you kind of started that. Like you brought that, like that was an accomplishment to me as a DJ. Cause it was like just surreal, bro. To be up there and like see people like moshing. It wasn't even like my song, but at the end of the day, it was to like, you know, it was to other people's, you know, music. <laughs> it was just fucking cool. I mean, I played like a couple, a couple of like my tracks, you know, mm -hmm. towards the end of that set, but it was like right at the beginning. I was like, yo, I was like, this is crazy, bro. Like, so yeah, I mean, other than that, dude, I'm just striving, you know, to become, um, you know, my better self every single day, you know, striving for, you know, to leave a mark on earth, you know, and really just like freedom at the end of the day, you know, financial freedom, you know, mm -hmm. freedom, do what Amen. I want, when I want, who I want. Yeah. And, that's really the end goal, regardless if it's with music or with anything. But right now I'm in, you know, a very good place in my career and, you know, and I'm positioning myself in the music industry to be, you know, doing, doing at least like at least making ripples right now. Cause it's like that, you know, why I have all these singles, you know, lined up is really just to create that ripple effect, to create more of a snowball effect and to have, you know, more eyes on me. And, you know, I feel like, at the end of the day, like I, someone told me something a long time ago, it's, it's, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. 
and knowledge isn't power it's only applied knowledge is power so like you you can have knowledge if you stick it in your head you know what i mean and like you're you know what is it going to be if you don't apply it you have to apply that knowledge because applied knowledge is power knowledge can't be power unless you do anything with it so at the end of the day like i'm always trying to you know do better things and and, you know like like i said dude like i mean I don't tell a lot of people this. So like, I'm a, I did one of those ancestry.com, you know, like one of like the whole like things where you send yeah. in your whatever. And like my other family members did too. But like, I'm a direct descendant of Anne Hathaway, who was married to William Shakespeare in 1400. So yes. So at the end of the day, like even like Hathaway has been passed down like on my mom's side of my family for like my mom's middle name is Hathaway. My sister's middle name is Hathaway. And yeah, dude, it's like at the end of the day, like, writing has always been something that's like very easy like even like essays i used to write raps like i used to like that was like my first dabbling into music like kind of like rapping and stuff like that but it was very like underground it was just like writing stuff to like free youtube beats it wasn't anything like it's like i never performed anywhere like it was just literally just like i think i went to the studio like twice you know what i mean just like and it was like in like a back of like a mobile home it was like a mobile home studio (laughs) it was was like you know what i mean i was yeah so at the end of the day, bro, like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just been a journey, man. And, you know, there's so much that, you know, to be thankful for at the end of the day, but I just feel like I'm positioning myself and that's like really what I'm accomplished right now. Like, it's just the positioning that I've kind of put myself in right now. Like, you know, mul- trying to gain multiple streams of income, you know, not just from, you know, my career, but from other ventures, like trading stocks and doing other things, you know, to music, to trying to get involved in you know, real estate and, you know, e-commerce, like, bro, there's a whole plan ahead. And at the end of the day, it's just, you know, music is just one thing out there that just makes me like, like, bro, like, I feel like I can hundred percent just be my full authentic self with it. And then number two, like, it's just a way that I can express myself like with writing and everything, like, and how like I'm descended to fucking Shakespeare and shit. Like, bro, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, writing's always been easy, but then it's like, I kind of transition that into like sound into like making music. And I was like, I was like, yo, like I've always been like, I've always been that guy to like find new music or find like a new sound. And everyone's like, yo, I've never heard this before. You know what I mean? And that was like always in like middle school and like high school and shit. And now it's like, I'm trying to create my own sounds. So other people are like, yo, I've never heard this shit. You know what I mean? And now I'm trying to create my own waves. And yeah, dude. So I'm just excited for what's to come. I don't know what's going to come, but I'm just excited for it at the end of the day. So, yeah, dude. All right. One last question and we can wrap this up, man. Let's just say that you're walking down the street and all of a sudden a UFO comes over out of nowhere and some aliens pops out and say, yo, gringo, we need your help because you and only you is the only person that can go ahead and help us. Please help us out. And you're like, all right, bet. Let's go. And, and they tell you, it's like, yo, but before you come over, just let you know, you'll be out for a while. You don't know when you're coming back. Before you leave, here's a piece of paper. Write down three pieces of advice that you give to someone. What are those three pieces of advice? Three words? Free advice. Three pieces of advice. Damn. Like, I don't even know if I would go because it's like how many people I'd be leaving. Like, I'd be leaving. Like, I'd be like, number one, like, I need all my loved ones with me. Like, <laughs> or else I don't know if I would like fucking agree to that. Like, but, but, yeah. but they're, they're telling you, it's like, yo, don't worry. You're coming back, but we need your help. Like, it has to be right now. Just put it all out right. there and let somebody know what to do with their lives, you know? All right. Number one, no regrets. Live life to the fullest every single fucking day. You never know when you're going to die. Boom. You know, too many people 
worry about that. You could die tomorrow in a car, you know, in a car accident, you get cancer tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Live life to the fullest every single day. Two, don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about you. Because mm. at the end of the day, you just need to be your authentic self. And the people that accept you are the people that you need to be around. The people that don't, fuck them. They never matter in the first place. You know, and that's just the way I look at it. And number three, I'd say never limit yourself. Never set a limit of yourself. Like I remember like hearing like um back when I was in like college and shit, they would always be like, Oh, you need to set smart goals, strategic uh time oriented assumable realistic goals i forgot like what the actual like term but smart was like an analogy an analogy for like Mm. five words and the number one that bothered me most in that was the r which was realistic and i said no and i was like i will never fucking be realistic i was like because at the end of the day this is the way i look at it like if you're like oh no i'm going to be realistic and i'm going to say just in monetary terms i'm going to make fifty thousand dollars this year you know, and be realistic and then say like you reach that goal and like you just reach that goal. Well, if I say, you know, I'm going to make $500,000 or $600,000 this year, you know, which I'm not at that point yet, but in the future, I hope to be, but bro, it's like, if I only reach 10% of that goal, I just beat your goal. I, I, I'm at your goal. You know, if I get 20% of that, I just double your goal, you know? So it's like, you got to kind of strive for more. Like I, I listen to a lot of Grant Cardone, 10X, shout out Grant Cardone. And yeah, dude, it's really just all about not limiting yourself, knowing that you have full potential to do it. We live in the most socially connected generation on earth. Mm. You know, you're connected. I think it's like four people. I think it's like four degrees of separation. You know, you can, you're connected to different people. Um, so it's like, I'm connected to Elon Musk based on four degrees of separation based on four people. And I think almost with social media, it's like three now because it's like the internet, but it's like, you can make anything happen. So never, never, ever set a limit on what you can do because there's always more to accomplish. And that's why I'll never like kind of like be stagnant. I'll never like sit there and be like, yeah, like this is enough. Like I I always like strive for more. So, yep. Those are my three. I know I kind of elaborated on the third one, but. No, but it's still good. I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, thank you very much, man. Gringo. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. No, this has been a great conversation with you, man. I learned so much about you, man. And I'm intrigued for everything that falls down on your path, man. I'm so excited for it, man. Thank you, brother. You're a friend of the show, man. You can come over again whenever you feel like it, man. We'll set up another date and let's talk about more in-depth stuff that we want to talk about, man. Whatever it is. And let's just kick it, all right? Do it, bro. I'll send you. Um, I'll send you all my contact, like I like my like my cell and everything like that, and then I'll send through like most of the songs that I have like done, just so you can take a listen. Yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. say some of mine, man. Absolutely, hey, I will um, listen as well. Before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what to expect for you in the future. Hell yeah! So everyone can follow me. I'm on every major music platform: Spotify, Apple Music. Search me up on Instagram, TikTok, SoundCloud gringo gr exclamation point ngo follow me on instagram gringo music with two c's because my music's fucking thick and at the end of the day if you hit me up on um my email ola it's gringo at gmail.com at the end of the day you know dm me if anyone you know is interested in collaborating and you know maybe we can make it happen we'll you know figure it out but thank you for listening much love for the future i got so much planned for everybody i don't think you guys are really in store for it but Hopefully the the ripple effect will be created as much as uh, as I hope it is. Boom. Let's do this, man. Let's make it happen, man. Well, Gringo, thank you very much for coming over to the show.
Thanks, Thank brother. you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode. We're a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast. That's right, guys. Ooh. The lone wolf podcast at YouTube. And of course, if you, if you can't find it, just go lonewolfpod.com. That's lone W O L V pod.com. When you can check all my latest episodes. If you guys want to check out the audio version, please go check it out at SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts at the Lone Wolf Podcast. So be sure to check it out and you can hear listen to it in your car or even in the shower. So comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences, guys. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or Gringo to cover, please let us know in the comments down below and we'll try our best to cover it on the next episode. So Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Deuces.